we're gonna do. Right, gotta drop the capture real quick so everyone can see the Mike Gapes um, technical difficulties image. Oh yeah, I I I know what I need, what I need to do. I need to get up the chat so that I can. Ah uh, uh, yeah, hold on. Do you guys do you guys want me to drop a link in the uh, in the I've thing? I just I've just seen it in the Twitter notifications. Ah yeah. Ah, uh, Denovo, this is intended for mature audiences. I think <laughs> I better go and consult my folks. <laughs> right, got it up, got it up now. Yeah, yeah, like I do the intended for mature audiences things, basically to cover my ass because I never know what people are gonna say on here. Because like, fucking advert going on. Yeah, that will happen. Um, I just mute the tab. If yeah, I'm... I just muted it. Okay, yeah. got it. Um, also, I need to, on that note, actually have the thing up for other reasons, so I can make sure it's not broken. Okay, it's not broken. Good. All right. All right. If All you're right. here, you should say hi now because otherwise we're just gonna go, and you know. We won't. I won't do any of the cool introduction stuff, which everyone, which is everyone's favorite bit of the stream. That's what everyone's here for. Ah, Arskeen here. Mark's here. All right, I'm I'm sold. Arskeen is here. That's all I need. Um, I do actually know Arskeen. By the way, that's not me just like picking on one of my viewers. I do know him. AFK. Oh, it's doing the weird thing again. Oh I yeah, POV Jack happening again. Right, hold on, everyone. I'm gonna do a little bit of housekeeping, which is. I have enabled the asking the question function, so you simply click on the golden coin with Tony Blair's face on it. You click on ask a question, and you ask, for example, uh, you ask that question, for example, and the answer is you get it at my merch store. Um, so you two can visit Lysalascapes. Um, otherwise, you know why we're here. It's the book we've all been waiting for. It's the it's the it's the most Where important book. It's the most important book that has ever been released. Where are we? We're we're reviewing Change, the Independent Group, which is the real title of this actual book that I had to read. Um, and I'm lucky because I'm yes. joined by two veteran experts on in the field of the Independent Group and Mike Gates. Uh, yes, friends of the stream, Jack and Geraint, who can introduce Hello. themselves. You will probably know who they are, but they can introduce themselves now if they like. Um, hello, I'm Jack Frayne Reed. I'm a, I'm a public intellectual. Uh, no, I'm a, <laughs> I'm one of the hosts of the Real Politic podcast, the voice of Mike Gapes in Gapecast, uh, of which I'm the co-creator, which will be very important in this forthcoming stream yep. and uh, also i am a writer including for new socialist and i record music under the moniker crazy moose i'm considering changing it um and i'm really tired i'm just putting that out there at the start so just i'm gonna give this my all but uh i am really uh kind of tripping i'm so tired <laughs> Hello, I'm I'm Geraint. I'm one of the other hosts of the Real Politic podcast. We're we're taking over Sinan's stream yet again. Um, I'm also uh, always up for, for any chance to to dunk on the the Change UK crew, and um, I I do the podcast. I don't do anything like the Ranger stuff uh, Jack does, other than that. Unfortunately, um, I would also like you, you can follow me on Twitter at Wario Tifo if you don't already. 
And uh, I would like to apologize for using the picture of uh, DDP, the wrestler, as my display picture, because he has today endorsed um, Brian Rose, the, the crank anti-lockdown candidate for London mayor. Oh, well, you know, no, no, no. You've you got to refer to him incredible heel turn. The piss candidate. He's the piss drinking candidate, Brian. He is Rose. literally that's a piss drinking candidate. Oh, that candidate. guy who drinks piss. Yeah. yeah. No, so like, that's usually the Lib Dems. I mean, he's he's parking his tanks on their lawn. Yeah, I've, a, always, he... I, I've always said, we don't need no government cramping our style. You give them an inch, they'll take a mile. And I, uh, also, I would like to point out that um, Brian Rose is also um, the YouTube one of the many YouTubers running for London Mayor, and there's a very funny video of him talking to a Chinese jerking off expert. So um, don't watch that after the stream, <laughs> but that's a real video that exists, and it's fucking amazing. Um, what's less amazing is this book. I, I I don't know if we want to do if we want to just dive in and go for it page by page and just tear these people apart. Or do we want to give like a quick summary of how awful this book is? Um, uh, quick? How are we going to do quick? That's I true. mean, I'm, I am probably going to fall asleep at some point in this stream, probably during when we're talking about one of the Anne Coffee bits or or the Anna Subri oh, sections God. that I just went through. And literally, most of them I was like highlighting stuff, but Subri's all went on for like five fucking pages. So I just wrote across all the pages piss nonsense yeah if um, i if if i had to give one note uh too much subri not enough gapes that is yeah chris leslie's really boring as well but he's got like some some gripes and bitching which is kind of fun yeah, at least that's fun yeah um and, um should we should we just dive in then yeah i've got the ebook up so i'm gonna need to i'm everyone's gonna need to bear with me um also, I, I think it's worth noting that, like, they have the introduction and then they have the bit with our values and they immediately and, um... Our values are under attack. Uh, Tim Heidecker on so Cinema So, everyone, who there. knew that the uh, the independent group had values before reading this book? Um, <laughs> I don't think I did. That's all they have, you know? They don't have, they're not ideological. They don't have an ideology. They're just all about values and evidence-based solutions. Yeah, that comes up the evidence-based bit of it. Is Chukka in it? Chukka is referred to, definitely, and not necessarily in a positive way. Um, also, thank you for watching this at 4am in Australia. Damn, that's how powerful the pull of Mike Gapes is. Um, Mike Gapes on the pull, that's a frightening prospect. Okay, I, I, I want to go through the values that they have, because they're just kind of... Um, I, I've got notes for them. So, we believe ours is a great country of which people are rightly proud, where the first duty of <laughs> government must be to defend its people and do whatever it takes to safeguard Britain's national security. Um, and I wrote here, I must have been reading this quite late at night, big centrist populism klaxon going off in my flat waking up my partner, um, implying that I was reading this quite late. Um, so, we're already <laughs> off to a... That's going to be recurring, by the way. National security is a thing they're really upset yeah. about. I noticed that in their little thing before their our values statement, uh, it just says 
the independent group of MPs. Oh, that's their leaving Labour statement. Uh, yeah. And and literally, uh, there's one little paragraph about like how they're leaving, and then like that's like three lines. And then immediately, Labour now pursues policies that would weaken our national security. Accept the narrative of states hostile to our country. You know what I mean? Russia. Oh Russia. yeah, they they call out Russia by name. Um, several They're times. Pretty into Russia, yeah. Uh, well, in, not into, into hating Russia. Uh, and then there's two other bits that I've just linked and written war. Uh, they're talking about how it's passive in circumstances of international humanitarian distress. Okay, they don't want to bomb people. And Chris Leslie sort of reiterates that le- later. And then finally, uh, what will be an abiding theme of the book, uh, they are very um opposed to the labor party under jeremy corbyn's economic policy from a right of course uh and yes they believe that labor's economic agenda again under corbyn because who knows if that's the party's economic agenda anymore would destabilize destabilize the british economy in pursuit of ideological object objectives again because of course cuck don't have ideology yeah none of this is ideological um, one of the things I will say, like most of their um, values are literally just meaningless word salad. And um, I'm going to read one of them out and you can tell me which leader of going into an election wanted this. The people of this country have the ability to create fairer, more prosperous communities for present and future generations. We believe that this creativity is best realized in a society which fosters individual freedom and supports all families. Which leader of a major party went into an election with policies that would have met that yeah i reckon gavin shooker added that bit about family values if you know what mm. i mean yeah fluoride in the water i'm telling you watch that stuff okay <laughs> um there was also another one which um which was uh, i i'm not going to read the one that i post i sent to john duncan to troll him i'll read another one as part of the global community we have a responsibility to future generations to protect our environment safeguard uh, uh, sorry protect our environment safeguard the planet plan development sustainably and to act on the urgency of climate change and uh yeah so they want a planned a somewhat planned economy to protect the environment i don't know which party leader could have offered us a path to have that who knows who could say who knows what the, his name is is it Jiminy Cribbins? Who could say? No, it's uh, not Chukar Amuna for unspecified reasons. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I went through this uh, our values uh, statement, and I just basically highlighted not uh, sentences but just phrases. So I noticed uh, market economy, national security, balanced economy. As in, like, well, plenty mm. of capitalism in there, if you know what I mean. Maybe balanced in favour of one over the other, if you know what I mean. Individuals. Individual freedom. Individuals. <laughs> Individuals. <laughs> Extension of opportunity. Individuals. Responsibility. Opportunities. Contribution to society. Free media. The rule of law. Then there's a bit which Chris Leslie obviously wrote about how we believe that our parliamentary democracy, not the members of the Labour Party whom Chris Leslie hates, Mm. um, uh, is good. And then following that, you know, 
challenges, globalization and migration and technological advances, the usual spiel about why people's jobs uh, need to go. Uh, multilateral international rules-based order. You know, there's that rules-based order. Uh, and then European, and then the, the big things, trade, regulation, defense, security, and counterterrorism. And then there's a bit about climate change, which is like less than four lines long. And then uh, power should be devolved to the most appropriate level. Meaning uh, us. Meaning us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our, our mates like Chris Leslie and his wife in Nottingham, Mike Gapes and the Gape Goons in Ilford South, etc. Yeah, I just... Hold on. Uh, person in the room, you type very loudly and it's getting picked up by my mic. Could you not type so loud? <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Yeah, um, just addressing Are loud you sure that's not Karain? No, no, His I'm sure because I can hear it through my no headphones. Politics. Once I'm not typing, I'm, I'm yeah. not I just saw the video that someone... I just saw the video that someone posted in the chat. Oh my god, Keith punching a punching bag is the best thing I've ever seen. Thank you to him for that. Um, Why? No, it's not. It's not. It's just a photo op for Keir Starmer. Don't indulge it. Don't spread that man's propaganda. But, okay, so... Maybe- it- Maybe take the video and, like, do uh, some gape shit. Or, I don't know, something with it that debases and humiliates him, but, you know. Put, put a picture of a Deliveroo rider on the punch bag. Yeah, yeah good one. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, don't share that shit. But don't spread. Let's not spread right-wing propaganda, folks. That's right. Let's, let's uh, not do it. Not platform extremism. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I do like this this sentence here. Although they did not achieve their aspiration, a new party that would lead a change in British politics, they did show that there was a huge appetite for change. People were looking for something new, something different. And I'm like, did they? What the fuck did they do for that? Um, like uh, the, the conclusion they draw for that, though, they're like, oh, it's the appetite for something new, something different. But it has to start with people, like an acknowledgement that you don't get anywhere else in the book. Like, oh yeah, that's where we fucked up. <laughs> So they, they, they have to start with people. I, I, yeah. I kind of like the flex where they're like, ah, they had more followers than momentums on Twitter. And I'm like, I thought yeah, Twitter so wasn't yeah. real life. Like, Bullshit. I don't believe that. That's. I think that's made up. Like, I don't care. So I, you, might, you may come at me, but you can prove anything with facts. I most think that's bollocks. Most of Momentum's followers on Twitter would probably have been Momentum members at some point or done a little bit of activism, in many cases quite a lot. Change UK, like, like, okay, every journalist followed them, every centrist followed them, but most of them were, like, members of the Lib Dems or stayed in Labour on the Labour right or just were doing it, following them to try and somehow own Momentum and mean anything. And I I think Sarah... Not actually being inherently like important sarah from rp and leftover is correct in the chat i think when she says that bots are involved i think that a lot of those so-called numbers were not real people not authentic accounts they were just gate goons (laughs) so i enjoy psychic fromage's question does it read like george bush senior's memoir from the simpsons um it's (laughs) it's more embarrassing it's it's genuinely a more embarrassing it's also, it's terribly formatted in places. I'm going to complain about yeah, there's a loads lot of, of stuff. 
errors and shit, oh, yeah. like misplaced apostrophes and shit. I was, oh yeah, just on Grant's point about how like every fucking journalist would have been following them. They were so like dependent on the mainstream media. Like uh, there's like stories of Chris Leslie like literally calling up Laura uh, Laura Koonsberg and like begging like oh i'm so sorry i know it's a school night but uh i please can you leak this uh the story that we're gonna leave the party basically he had he like called her up and just like yeah it's just so like you know that's someone debasing themselves chris leslie like in the yeah. years after the 2017 election because he's just straight up like uh after the 2017 election, it became clear to me that Corbyn could do it again and possibly even better. And I still think he could have done. And, and I'm like, saying, yeah, we know. That was why you, we understand that was why you did what you did. Like, yeah, there's, exactly. There's a whole lot of them being like, look, while this issue was very important, I was really pissed off about this other issue. They keep like refusing to take the like win and just constantly try and drive their point harder when they don't need to. But well, that's like a bit later in the book. There's also this bit where the author, who's Anne Coffey, basically insists yeah, that... Yeah, totally Anne Coffey. Yeah, it's, it's Anne Coffey, let's be real. It was just edited by the person on the cover, um, saying the appetite is still there, the opportunity to create change is still there. And I'm like, what change? And like, there must not have been much appetite for it if Mike Gapes was your most successful candidate at the 2019 general election. Well, exactly, but also uh, Peter McNabb doesn't exist. I'm just throwing out that out there. He didn't edit the book. Anne Coffey edited the book. Which it's, reflects uh, poorly on her, I reckon, at this point. The, the majority of Anne Coffey's uh, sections under her own name are pretty short. You know, It feels like she put most of her energy into this project in an editorial capacity. Um, and, you know, so props to Anne for you know not wanting to hog the limelight with this this uh New York Times bestseller <laughs> I'm sure yeah um I'm sure it's uh rocketing up the up the sales chart I'm pretty sure I bought it and it jumped like 2,000 places because it was so low down so um... <laughs> really because like a bunch I guess this is how like fucking marginalized the left is getting to be it's just like a fucking fucking like 20 of us who want to laugh at Mike Gapes and all that podcasts like I saw like people posting like I saw Alex Doherty from Pol- Politics Theory Other like a you know a venerable left intellectual <laughs> uh, posting uh, a picture of his copy like every you know maybe it is just like a handful of people on the left who are buying it to laugh at mike gates <laughs> yeah i mean i hope so because otherwise that is not it's not a good sign um there's, also... know. there's like a huge endorsement on the back though oh yeah uh, i don't like, have the physical a big heavyweight oh yeah no it says as the actions of the five members of parliament are a challenge to a party system which instead of protecting against extremism can become the vehicle for it. And that endorsement is from Peter and Coffee McNabb, the supposed uh, <laughs> editor of this book. <laughs> Yeah, God, we 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 think Anne Coffey wrote it. All right, everyone. <laughs> like, I can't. I don't think we could be any clearer about what we think has gone on. Um, there's You're also... right. You advanced this theory, didn't you? Sorry, which was sorry. sorry. Which one? You advanced the Anne Coffey theory as well, didn't you? I just want to get everyone in on this. 
I, th- I believe so. Yeah, let me just check. Um, sorry, just jumping around this fucking ebook. <laughs> he's gonna che- he's um, gonna check his list of things. That he's- yes, but, but seriously, she- do I forget who killed JFK? No, I don't. It's Mike Gates. Like, <laughs> That's <you> right. Just- <laughs> the, the, the ebook, the the copyright page at the end of it just has all rights reserved, copyright and, and coffee. coffee yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the how I figured it out. Copyright to Anne Coffee, <laughs> the, the right of Anne Coffee to be identified, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But like. In theory, there's there's six of them, and if they're going to credit it to one person, it would make sense for it to be this alleged editor. But no, it's just, just Anne Coffey. Uh, yeah, so I think she's right probably the one Coffey. that's done the running on, on putting the project together. Um, yeah. Obviously, the, the first section of the book, which we'll come to in, in a second, is like... Identified five. as the author of this work. Yeah. Been inserted, blah, blah, blah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so this shit gets deeper by the minute. This has just reminded me that Chris Leslie was the was a Labour MP in the city I live in, so that made me sad again. Um, Do you think Peter McNabb is a nom de plume inspired by like Andy McNabb? Yes, oh. I think I, I think the specific choice of name probably came from from Gapes. He seems like he, he's like all these sort of all action military daring do type tales. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, there's a lot of gapes. Not enough gapes, but there's a lot. A lot more than we yeah, usually get to see like, from him. Gapes so basically, is, he makes it count. He makes gapes his pages bio count. bio is fucking amazing. Yes, like, it's, it's, it's so like, good. It's like 50 times longer than everyone else's fucking like, I mean, little mini memoir. In, in fairness, he's an eternal being, so he had to like, <laughs> he has quite a yeah, lot of material to go off. He couldn't really talk about his time being a Viking in Sardinia, so to, that had to be cut from the uh, final version of the book. Um, <laughs> but I also, also, I'm just going to offer a gripe here, which is that Jeremy Corbyn was elected as Labour leader, which is where our story really begins. And my note here is, then start the story there. I'm Every single one of these books I read, they refuse to start the story where they say the story starts. And it just pisses me. Oh. And like... This is this is this is like me having to proofread shit brain coming out where I'm like, just start where you think it starts. Well, <laughs> actually, I'm going to respectfully disagree here because I think I totally agree with the historical approach taken by this book, which is that history as we know it, time as we know it even, began in 1992 <laughs> when Michael John Gates and, of course, Anne Coffey were first elected to parliament uh that comes after it might be useful to have some background and contextualizing in 1992 so that basically everything here is framed uh as being kind of like the the modernizing project of the 90s is grand last gap gasp not gap gape gape yeah (laughs) Fuck, fuck that up. Brad Pitt starring as Mike Gapes, for goodness sake. Um, can, we, can we not lave a terrible movie out of this? Because um, I don't want to have to watch it on stream with you, with everyone. Uh, um, I guess, like, is there anything else in their fucking intro that's, like... Um, I, there is I li- a bit about the EHRC report where they just yeah. wildly misread the situation... Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah, I literally just highlighted Mike Gapes' name the first time it comes up. <laughs> I, was just, I was just high as shit, like, yeah, Mike Gapes. That's yeah. right. We need to see um, that Mike Gapes right there. Um, 
<laughs> I've like come. I wrote, I wrote PG post Gapes. I think I was trying to like come up with an A D B C kind of thing for like. But we can't pinpoint the exact age of Gapes, therefore we can't have yeah. like a post Gapes based. Um... Yeah, 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 exactly. Um. Oh yeah. So so yeah. Like he says this weird shit. Like whilst I am not superstitious, I sometimes find coincidences a bit spooky. He, sorry, and coffee says, and then, um, then immediately cut to the EHRC report coming out. Like, is it the date? Like, what is it? The 29th of October, twenty twenty. What's that about? I was reading. I'm I'm on the and coffee section of it now. Like, and I'm just looking at it, and I'm like, man, she melted super hard. Like, wait, do you mean the Anne Coffee section or the introduction? By no, I mean the actual that. section. <laughs> okay, yeah, the actual this, biography. This is this is yeah. confusing my because she's I've made that. <laughs> yeah, uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, yeah, so yeah, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, she is definitely the author of the book. Anyway, um, <laughs> it was made very clear in the copyright section. Um, uh, we're, we're already getting like serious Anne Coffee truther shit going. I'm not even convinced <laughs> Anne Coffee is real, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, I don't think she ex- Like, I don't understand how such a non entity could be an MP for so long, and yet well, she was. So, yeah. Anne Coffee, Mike Gapes. Yeah, all right, come on, whatever. Like, pull the, the other one. Yeah, like, Mike Gapes, I could kind of take because, like, it's such a. Like, yeah, yeah, take, take yeah. Gapes. But yeah, uh, turns out her dad was a Tory, which perhaps explains why she was a Tory later in life. Um, Zing. There you go. Uh, that was literally my note. <laughs> um, I wrote these really late. Like I really, I'm very obviously tired when I'm <laughs> writing these. Um, so I, because yeah, I'm, I'm like, pissed, was, I'm like pissed was, off when I write these. So <laughs> he was proud that he'd got on. He 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 saw the Tories as supporting people like himself who got on. Then Anne Coffey became left wing briefly, yeah. uh, and as all incredibly right wing people seem to for a time. I, I would um, also like to say that she was um, vice president of the Students' Union, which explains the melting um, quite some. Yeah, there you go. Oh my god, this is an amazing like. I am a fucking weirdo who is just a fucking. Just a, just I my main takeaway from this book is like these people are fucking freaks. Like yeah. Jesus Christ, they are aliens. So just like here, just, a, just potted highlights from this uh, paragraph about um like Anne Coffey's uh, fucking like career in Parliament. I've had a very interesting parliamentary career citation needed uh, and particularly the years Labour Party was in power you know that blah 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 thing power she's talking about how she worked for Alistair Darling she says Alistair's book Back from the Brink has been described as a heck of a good read by unlike, unlike this book um... yeah and she was privileged to sit in on some remarkably interesting meetings yeah I'm sure just as interesting as her very interesting parliamentary career uh, anyway, Alistair Campbell, uh, no, not Campbell, everyone hates him, Darling, uh, was well respected by everyone, everyone loved him because he took difficult decisions in the public interest and had integrity. So just just so weird, just... Deeply <sighs> strange people. 
<laughs> yeah, I basically didn't highlight most of her chapter because I'm like, I don't fucking care. It's, it's like, the single most boring part of the entire book. Like, yeah. the, the five of them all have their distinct characters and quirks, and, and hers is just that she has nothing to Yeah, add. like, the one interesting thing she has to say is she's like, oh man, I'm so upset that, like, councils can't do provision of services. And I'm like, yeah, damn, if only someone would, you know, would have fixed that. <laughs> she, I don't, like... she goes on about grooming gangs, like, f- four pages. <laughs> I, I oh, guess. yeah. Well, so, so it includes the sentence to give Theresa May her credit. I didn't yeah. see the sentence to give Jeremy Corbyn his credit anywhere in this book, I don't think. I saw but, the, the nicest thing that's said about Jeremy Corbyn is said by Joan Ryan, actually. Yeah, and then she, she's like, she says, oh, like Nazi! Yeah, she's like, she says, like, I've had many amiable and, you know, fine dealings with Jeremy Corbyn because he's a North London MP and I had to work with him. But also, I think he's the biggest, uh, you know, danger in the history of the world. So who's to say, you know, like... <laughs> yeah, can we just skip the Soups thing? Because, like, it is No, no, just fuck that. I'm not... I'm not intru- Her story is, like, profoundly uninteresting because she is just, like, a typical Tory. Yeah. It's like, just, it does start only... off pretty funny. It's a picture of her at a Remain rally then. My mother worked pretty much all her life in Doncaster. In the 1960s, she came across a young doctor who had come over from Uganda. And it's just, the whole, everything she said yeah. in this book is just this rambling anecdote yeah, like, shit. Her, her bit about yeah. her mum is like uh, a sort of praising of tolerance, which, uh, fine, I guess it's not... <laughs> Thing. I, partic- I don't particularly enjoy that as a political framing, but whatever. It's her, it's her section of the book. She can write what she likes. Um, her first paragraph is, oh, bloody hell, oh, go chum, have some champagne. You know I'm not a racist. There is yeah, one like- interesting bit here, actually, where she's like, um, when she voted for, for equal marriage, she was in the same lobby as Labour sensibles. Does that yeah, mean yeah, Jeremy not- Corbyn and John McDonnell are Labour sensibles? Because yeah, famously, no, they, they were they were voting. They were at, like trying to amend it to like pass really really strict restrictions uh, on everything. They they are they are the most homophobic guys in Parliament. Hmm. I mean, because of they're... Iran. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's gonna come yeah. up. Iran. Oh yeah, it's like the full uh, rose gallery on display. This is actually kind of it's it's fun. If it would be fun if it wasn't so fucking terrible. Um... All right. What have you been trying to say? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a, a couple of a couple of things that stood out about this that kind of track throughout uh, Anna Subri's contributions to the entire book. Um, firstly, I'm absolutely convinced that rather than her writing it down and, and emailing it to the the editor, is that either Mr. McNabb or or uh, Anne Coffey just sat her down in a wine bar with a, a tape recorder running. It's got that vibe to it of just kind of rambling and, and trying to edit it into something coherent. And also, like, every single... Con- I think I think literally every single contribution, but certainly most of them, have her highlighting unprovoked either an anecdote that shows she's not racist or an anecdote that shows she's not homophobic or both. <laughs> she's really, really, really desperate to impress that on us. Um, also, just like these weird boasts, like, uh, I learned something about myself. I've got a peculiar mind. I've got a semi-photographic, semi-photographic memory. I'm one of those people who has to see things in my head to understand something. Is that, is that what that is? Um, a semi-photographic but... memory is just having a good memory, surely, yeah. right? <laughs> I, I've got a like, semi-photographic memory, yeah, like, apparently. Yeah. Some images, yeah. When, I, when, I've, when I've not had several pints, I have a semi-photographic memory, everyone. You heard it here first. 
Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, she starts saying real people in the real world every two fucking sentences. Uh, yeah, the, the thing with like, oh, oh I, I got fed up with politics and I didn't like the Tory party anymore because they were too right wing under Ian Duncan Smith, so I left. And then her story of like why she rejoined is like, yes, I saw one single interview where someone was talking about drugs and crime, talking lots of sense. I remember this interview very clearly, and at the conclusion, I thought, I don't know who that is, but whoever it is, my God, he's talking sense. And it yeah. was Oliver Letwin. Oh, <laughs> my God. But he's I, got I opinions thought, on drugs and crime. I, I like how everyone right, gets Joe Ryan. Right. I'm going to rejoin the Conservative Party. Is there an exact reaction to it was, Oliver he was Letwin? Like, you know, there's these black discos that are causing crime, which is stuff that he did fucking write yeah. in a big report for Margaret Thatcher in the eighties. Keeps, keeps being racist and, and yeah, and and those, was an accident. Yeah, there's... and those are specific issues that she highlighted his views. Yeah, on. there's this thing where Anna Super is like, "Man, I don't understand how the Tory Party became so anti-immigrant," and I'm like, "What? How do you not? Under- it's really who could possibly say how that happened?" Um, <laughs> whether. <laughs> You know, here's some real like alien just landed on Earth shit from Anna Subri. Um, the SDP had been formed, but I decided not to join them. This is important to me because it shows what I believe in and have always believed in. My political beliefs <laughs> are important to me, and I am not afraid of saying I'm sorry, but I don't want to be involved in this thing anymore. It's just like that fucking free spirited P guy, that weird Tory activist who had a fucking blog called centristdad.com oh. where he he wrote shit like I am a I am a Tory and a conservative. I am a centrist and a Tory. It's like <laughs> fucking drivel. Geraint, did you want to add anything before we move on to the second uh, most important figure in this book? I think it's time to move on, I think, to get to the, not quite the meat, but the, yeah. um, the, the main support real... act, if you like. Yeah. Oh, no. oh wait, no, he's, sorry. He's yeah, the main okay. support. Yeah. This is the guy before the main guy. It's uh, yeah. MP for near me, former MP for near by me, too near, uh, and former member of my CLP that I'm also a former member of. Piss Leslie, everyone. It's time. <laughs> and the photo yeah. is, is of him talking to a meeting of supporters in Nottingham in April 2019. And I'm like, I'm not, I... I don't, and I think all of these people are fucking Yeah, you pricks. were there, you were there. I was, I was there on the cover. Because, no, I, I was there. I was like, Chris, yes, tell me more about how better things aren't possible and why you only appeared in the city when you were about to defect. Because um, he was literally never here. Literally, yeah. He's usually in the city, as in of London. He's talking to like fucking capitalist fucking pricks. Yeah, like he, never in Nottingham. Never again. Set you foot start. In the city. You start to get like the abiding themes of Chris Leslie thought in this, like which is that, like Anna Subri, she's got this big bit about how she like met the Tory members, and like, oh, to be honest, understandably, she was like, "Fucking hell, these people are horrible. They're freaks. What? Are, I don't have anything in common with these people." And Chris Leslie is totally like that with the Labour membership. Like, he hates them. Yeah, he, like, he doesn't think they should have any say in one anything. Of the, one of the funniest bits is right at the start where he like. He skipped school to try and own some fucking Tory minister. And he just asks him a question and the Tory oh, minister yeah. ignores him. And it's like, I oh, fucking fuck showed him. Yeah. I got him. <laughs> like, uh, Yeah, well, I, hang on. Let me get into just opposing the government and opposing the conservatives. I'm afraid it's the hard left who they want to tighten their control. They want to sideline moderate voices. I'm afraid it's the hard left who 
who are the hard left, Chris? Well, we know who the hard left are. They want to uh, fuck the up the order. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I've listened to it enough to know it. <laughs> like, uh, the um, d- Descent. I, have I got the Descent? Yeah. The National... Um, anyway, uh, printing um, money, nationalise it. You just said we were too right-wing. I mean, this is what I wanted to do. Um, I decided it would be worth walking around for a while. And after the, this MP passed through the BHS door, I managed to stand in front of him. Quite confident for a teenager, he writes with a little exclamation mark. And said, right. <laughs> my, school roof, my school roof is held up with chicken wire to stop it falling on our heads. What are you going to do about that? Looking Cut back, the chicken wire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is like how Chris, this is his hilarious punchline of the story. It's like when uh, fucking Keir Starmer told that hilarious stand-up routine about going into the wrong hotel room. He's like, looking back, it must have been quite a strange thing for him to encounter. Anyway, then he he says he uh, vowed to get into this politics business. And uh, yeah, at the time, Chris Leslie was, I don't know if he was the youngest MP ever, but he was the youngest MP in, in the house. Um, and at the time, and there's a like a t- bit of TV news footage from the time that shows him uh, as, as a very young MP, like 24 years old. And he says how like he didn't know whether he wanted to join Labour or the Conservatives. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems how basically like he just went with Labour because it looked like they were going to win under Tony Blair. I, also, uh, does everyone anyone want to guess in the chat what uh, Chris Leslie's degree was in? What was his degree in? You will not need many guesses. Being a wanker. Sorry? Basically, yes. The person in the room got it immediately. Yeah, people saying PPE, you've basically got it right. And I will I will let piss is also an acceptable answer. Um yeah, ba- his politics and parliamentary studies at Leeds University. Um F's in the chat for Leeds University because he is pro- he is one of your alumni. Too bad for you. Um <laughs> He, like, attempts to destroy Bernie Sanders' left-wing credibility yep. by revealing that he used to work for him when he was a congressman. I actually want and... to read that section out because it's fucking insane. Yeah. Um, I ended up working for then-congressman Bernie Sanders, which will probably surprise quite a few on the left, but Bernie was an American progressive, not an anti-West Marxist, who understood the Ooh. importance of national security, didn't for a minute entertain anti-Semitism, and who loved this country. I mean, what the... I, and, First of all, didn't Bernie Sanders get in trouble for attending a Sandinista rally where they said, like, kill the Yankee? <laughs> like, yeah, well, that heavily you know. implies that he's anti-West in some fashion. Um, well, yeah, I mean, Chris Leslie just anything for a shot against Corbyn. Mike yeah. Gapes hates Bernie Sanders. He's entirely oh, yeah. consistent on this stuff. Actually, actually, Mike Gapes' insight about Bernie Sanders and how it related to Jeremy Corbyn was the best insight in the entire book. Because he's like, well, I guess it's kind of the same thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, kind of. You kind of got it there, Gates. Like. Yeah. He's like, they are going for this elderly white man. Why not Gapes? But- he is elderly. He is white. Why do they not flock to the Gapes? It's like, you do flock oh, to the Gapes, we'll, Mike. We'll get to that, because there are some weird parallels between Mike Gapes and Jeremy Corbyn's early life that I'm like, huh, he really is like the anti-Corbyn in almost every way. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I've highlighted all the good bits in the Gapes chapter but, for where. But yeah, that's left. pretty much piss Leslie done. Oh, we got Joan Ryan. Fuck. 
before uh, you get to yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Joan Ryan's is fucking actually. It's really horrible. She's an awful person. I, yeah, yeah, I think we should talk about her and save the best for last. But uh, the best, the longest for last as well. Like Gapes took up so fucking much. It's like its own section of the book. But like, just Chris Leslie just like throws out a bit of shit as well about how Labour. Uh, was seen as wasting taxpayers' money. It's all the taxpayer, not like the worker mm. or anything with these guys. Uh, and he also says that he picked up a fairly Atlanticist attitude in his global <laughs> outlook. Or fairly, Understatement, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Moderate um, in all things, except that, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it just loads of shit about how great Tony Blair is. And then, uh, yeah, pretty much... Um, yeah, a, a little shot at local Labour Party activists yeah. uh, and and people like Corbyn, I presume, who played to the gallery of them. But um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, basically Chris Leslie is pretty boring, but there are like little bits of him being a massive dipshit that are kind of fun. Joan Ryan is just fucking grim. Should we, should we tackle Joan Ryan? The picture of, is of her, I'm not kidding, holding a giant poppy. Respect. I'm not even fucking joking. Respect. Like the poppy's almost as big as she is. Like it's yeah. huge. Daddy Poppy. There's so much respect in that photo. I can't fucking she, I, 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 maximum respect right there. I'm, I'm I'm saluting the photo. I don't want to, but like you just you like simply sort of must. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, my ancient lizard brain is like forcing me to as an involuntary response. Yeah. So so you you get the sense of how this is going to play out in her section. Um. Basically, her early life is fucking boring, and she was a teacher. Um, I feel bad for those kids. She talks um, about, like, conflict resolution, which, yeah, you should certainly see a lot of conflict resolution from Labour Friends of mm. Israel. Um, and then, yeah, the next paragraph she drops off, like, she worked for a time as an oral historian at the Imperial War Museum. You're like, she, okay, she was on the side of Imperial War. She was the one that who was the pro-Imperial out, yeah. War. Yeah. She loves imperialism, she loves war, and then, like, within two fucking sentences, she's, like, linked, like, labour under Corbyn to the Holocaust. Just thrown in a load of, like, heavy Holocaust shit, and then just straight up, like, it is truly shaming that the Labour Party, blah, 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 blah. Like, disgusting fucking shit, and then just, like, within that same paragraph, she's just on to, a vote for Corbyn could not be only be a betrayal of the Jewish community. It would, like, just literally total yeah. instrumentalization of the Holocaust. Also, very ahistorical understanding of what the Labour Party was, and is. Uh, one of my notes on, like, a bit that Joan Ryan puts in the book is she needs to learn what the definition of the word institutional is because she clearly yeah. doesn't fucking know. Um, all she does know is she's a fucking liar. Institutions, what the what change UK was not, yeah. never been. And then there's this bit here where she's basically um, saying that she campaigned to cut aid to the Palestinian Authority, <coughs> which, um, it, you know, because she. She's a piece of shit, basically. Um, to yeah, put it in the lightest possible terms, she is a Just bad an person. Absolute piece of shit. Yeah, chair of Labour Friends of Israel from 2015 to 19. Yeah, she she basically yeah tried uh, got funds withdrawn from Palestinian Authority. She worked with the Alliance for Middle East Peace, which I bet is some fucking mm. State Department front bullshit, uh, to promote the establishment of an international fund for Israeli. 
Palestinian peace, which certainly sounds like a, a alleged em- embezzlement operation, possibly potentially in a hypothetical situation. Yeah. She also um, mentions that she was re-elected in 2017 with an increased majority. Declines to mention who that was thanks to. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was the Ryan effect. Yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. was like, um, you know who I want to vote for? This disgusting anti-Palestinian racist. That's who I want yeah, to yeah. Ryan personal vote is strong. Yeah, sure I, I, many people are saying vote. it. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, you're going to see the personal vote thing come up a lot. Mike Gapes is very particular about what his personal <laughs> vote is. Gates has great personal vote stuff. And also, for, yeah, a fucking awesome bit about uh, Palestine and how great oh, he is on Palestine. He talks right, about Kurdish people and he he's like, ah, yes, the, this, this, uh, this Kurdish party are like the Democratic Party. And I'm like, oh, really, Mike? Uh, but here we are. We're on to the good stuff, everyone. Get your Gapes emotes going if you've got them. Mike Gapes, MP for Ilford South. Uh, he's, his picture is of him at the NATO Parliamentary Assembly yeah, in Tirana. Yeah, yeah. Let's, get, let's get that back up because I was mostly trying to show the milk that I wrote in the uh, highlighter. There you oh, go. Look, gonna gonna Gapes drop the Gapes emotes for you all. Uh, uh, NATO shebang. No, it's not even NATO. It's like losers who fuck nato that yeah yeah that's basically what this is and yeah there you go yeah gapes got the gapes is going in the chat all right um (laughs) i like how he opens with like i collected stamps from an early age wait so that that thing that i said that a state department front does seem to be basically a state department front no evidence (laughs) on the embezzling stuff the embezzlement stuff i'm working on watch out the scoops coming um but, but yeah, the Gapes thing. So I guess I better do some reading. That's right. Uh, this is this is where Jack uh, coming on the stream <laughs> pays off. Okay, for us all. I've got all the best bits highlighted. So let's let's go from the very top. Not as in read all of it, but mm. let's start at the start. I was always very interested in other countries. I collected stamps from an early age. <laughs> right in there, he's got you hooked. <laughs> Like, you like other countries, you like stamps, you like geography and history. Uh, his dad's his dad, he refers to here as Frank, but you out there might know him as the tragedy of Austria. Um, uh, he was a quiet, thoughtful man, uh, naturally, after what happened to him. But, mm. um, he talked, yeah, he talked to Gapes about politics a lot. Uh, his mum was called Sis apparently brackets emily anyway uh i have fond memories of climbing the big oak tree at the bottom of our garden oh man <laughs> imagine he, my gips trying to climb a tree is um because he, he when he was even younger than that he planted the seed that grew from an acorn into a big tree He's actually playing around with time here. He's he's for dramatic effect, mixing up different stages of his life, and he, he had fond memories of climbing the big oak tree and like. <laughs> Someone has suggested <laughs> Gatecast stamp collection episode. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, I've corrected it here. He accidentally wrote, "I decided to do a gap year." 
Obviously, uh, yeah. that's a gape year. That's right. Uh, I spent Every a year, year doing. Gape year. <laughs> I spent a year doing voluntary service overseas in the OAS. No, not in the OAS, the mm-hmm. precursor organisation to the CIA. Teaching classes of fifty-seven and forty-eight at a rural mission school in Swaziland. I don't think that's what the OAS is. That's the Organization of American States. Anyway, that was also a CIA fucking State Department load of bullshit, so it doesn't matter. So anyway, he's doing his gape gape year in Swaziland. A small, poor, recently independent landlocked country next to apartheid South Africa and Portuguese colonial Mozambique. Uh, Right, so then, yeah, Gape says he was very left-wing. He joined all the left-wing third world, third worldist, and anti-racist political societies. Man, you wonder what happened to him. Um, oh wait, he actually says later what happened to him because <laughs> he was involved in a very bad organization. <laughs> Just like yeah, yeah, joined National Organization of Labour Students (NOLS) after being elected onto the left slate uh, the executive <laughs> of the cambridge student union so yeah real already selling out uh he, he was then elected as the founder convener of the clause four group we were left-wing democratic socialists but we were not trotskyists i i made the note here that it's interesting how these people can always like they can always like really hone in and get great resolution on ideologies when it's about them but when it's anyone else yeah. it's like no you're all communists you're all trots you're all, all stalinist trots, trots um, Russian as if, trolls, yeah. yeah you know very interesting just my own note um <laughs> Yes, uh, and also, um, yeah, there's some stuff about, like, just very boring sectarian, like, 70s student politics bullshit. I think we can skip that. Oh, anyway. I, I want to read then, out this section where he makes Jeremy Corbyn sound fucking amazing. Well, um, <laughs> not 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 till then, and also, shouldn't it be in the voice? Anyway, yeah. uh, but just, like, he does talk about this. Uh, there's this great anecdote about when he was um, uh, representing the Council of European National Youth Committees. Uh, again, just boring. Like, I held this position. I was the, the photocopy boy for this person. It, very impressive. They didn't even have photocopies at the time. Um, and then, then, yeah, basically, he said he drops this little fucking anecdote which is pure gapes i learned a lot about politics internationally in the byc and cenyc and cross and csny (laughs) i represented csny on the presidium of the world youth festival in havana Cuba in August 1978, where much to the annoyance of the Soviets and Cubans, I almost single-handedly held up and toned down the final festival declaration. Ah, fucking hell. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, we really appreciate it. (laughs) 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 <laughs> see sometimes i debate having the drops on so people can just play thanks mike uh so whenever we do like that but i think it's better, it? for, the, better for the audio for us not i to. think i'd find it distracting yeah i mean like but yeah that's great just like gapes out there fucking like interfering with cuban politics on behalf of the cia <laughs> classic stuff oh man 
I, I like I like the bit where he lost badly in his first election. That was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in Ilford North, no yeah. like, blames it on Labour's left wing policies. Yeah, but in contrast, the other guy, the bastard man, won his seat against an SDP splitter. So yeah, um, who can say whether it was Mike Gates being a piece of shit that was the problem? Who could say? Was um, that the bit you were going to read, Sinan? Because I, yeah, I just got to send a text. One second. Yeah, I don't want I don't want like you to wear out the voice. So no, it's cool. Yeah, it was in contrast, Jeremy Corbyn. That bit from there on, like, because he just makes this Jeremy Corbyn fella sound really cool. He does indeed. Well, you know, not hard. He's a cool guy. Yeah. Um. Yes. So, um, then there's this stuff about how he was uh, Neil Kinnock and his chief of staff. Charles Clark, hey, oh, right, Sinan. Yeah, friend yeah. of the show. Friend of the show. Uh, with a terrible son. Uh, regarded me as one of the handful of people in the party head office that they could totally trust. That sucks when you can't trust people at the party head office. Yeah. <laughs> I'd hate to be a leader yeah. who had to deal with that. Man, imagine that, eh? <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, then he basically says, although he was not a head of department, I was called over to advise on major speeches and debates and sometimes held before Prime Minister's questions. I was in the trenches with Neil, fighting the trots and working to make Labour re-electable. <laughs> That's it, that fucking word. Long before Tony Blair benefited from what Neil Kinnock and John Smith had achieved in the previous years. I was very disappointed when Neil wasn't elected as a Prime Minister. So... Years later, when I was asked, are you a Blairite or a Brownite? I would say, no, I'm a Kinnockite. I was always a Kinnockite. He's always got a way to to choose a third way somehow, hasn't he? No matter how he goes forward the question. I was always a fucking loser. Yeah, basically. But I I just want to point out for people in chat, that was exactly as it was written in the book. There was nothing added. Like, that is actually the text in the book. Like, the trenches bit is real. Like, that's all... I should say, I've got a horrible cold, so I'm coughing not just because of the Gapes impression, but because of the Gapes impression combined with having the horrible cold. I was I was aware of the cold, which is why I'm like not forcing Jack to read every section of the Gapes bit um, in the voice. Well, hopefully not. Um, it's not for you're not forcing me. It's a choice. Yeah. yeah. Um, Just love that. Yeah, such an emotional fucking moment. Need to like light as a loft. Need candle in the wind. Playing. I was always a kid. Right. Um, God, what yeah. a loser. Um, <laughs> yeah, then he's like banging on about the Soviet Union, blah, 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 how he's a fly on the wall in many important meetings. Again, like Anne Coffey, she yeah. got to sit in on very important meetings. Like, she got to make the tea, like Mike yeah, did. Jim I Gates presume Mike was bringing pro- the milk. Yeah, Gates was just making milk. Um, and then, yeah, Gates is selected to be the candidate for Ilford South and he uh, gets into Parliament, but then Neil Kinnock doesn't become Prime Minister. I was personally elated, but shattered by Labour not winning overall and Neil Kinnock not being Prime Minister. 
before he left as leader. Neil Kinnock put me straight away onto the Foreign Affairs Select Committee. Like, just some evil shit from Neil Kinnock. Like, right, if I'm going to go, I'm going to inflict maximum damage <laughs> on world peace by appointing Gapes to this influential position in I, British foreign policy. I, I, I do kind of like how Gapes is this perfect mirror of Corbyn, though, because they're both, like, foreign policy heads, but, like, Gapes just yeah. does it for evil. And like you yeah, even see yeah. it, you even see it in like the bit where he complains about Northern Ireland, where he's like, actually Corbyn was with the bad group and I was with the only good group, and I'm like, ah, well, we'll, we'll see when we get there. But but he's mad yeah. at Jeremy Corbyn and John McDonnell because they support they support the troops out movement, which by the way, yes, British troops should be out. That seems fair enough to me. Um, yeah, about the troops out movement, he says it was run by prominent far left supporters of the provisional IRA and was endorsed by some left Labour MPs, including Jeremy Corbyn and John McDonnell. I loved my two years in the Northern Ireland office team. They treated me like an extra minister. It's just like <laughs> Gates, like they treated me like a prince, like a little Austrian prince oh, no. dressed in pantaloons, <laughs> lederhosen, my, gapes my little my gapes in the big sailor suit and a lollipop, <laughs> my little pigtail and my lollipop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please, no one make that graphic. People have a habit of making these things into graphics. Don't make that one. I, I've suffered enough. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, he just loves like the cushy fucking all the benefits of being an MP, like the groupies and the gape goons and shit. The, yeah, uh, there's the, oh yeah, I forget how long Gapes' bit is. Fucking hell, he takes up a lot of the real estate in this book, as he should. Oh man, yeah, he's got this bit. So he's like talking about how I've been outspoken in Parliament against mm -hmm. anti-Semitism. Then he he talks about some stuff which he, he did do, like he introduced a private members' bill to make Holocaust denial a criminal offence. Uh, then, of course, he goes to his uh, membership of Labour Friends of Israel, which yeah, I wouldn't necessarily see as um, active anti-anti-Semitism, but he, uh, he also says he's been strongly critical of the Iranian regime, as he will continue to be. Yeah, um... I also... Sorry? Sorry, go ahead. I had also supported the anti-terrorism legislation introduced by Labour. So he voted for all the Islamophobic policies, yeah, don't worry. He, he, he gets mad because he goes, that for my Islamist critics meant I was a Zionist Islamophobe in this earlier yeah, section. Yeah. And I'm like, Mike, that's not why people call you that. They call you that because you are a Zionist and an Islamophobe. You can kind of, you know, like, <laughs> I, just, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, I just want to, like, read that section. Like, he says... Uh, uh, he, he sort of like he he em he wants to emphasise that he sees both sides of the conflict. So he says that he's endorsed a two-state position. Blah blah blah. Everyone says they endorse a two-state position. Yeah. Um, and then he says, uh, when I was chair of NOLS, we had produced a leaflet which said Palestinians had rights too. I mean, it's literally and that's just... it. That's it. That's all he says in a pro-Palestinian. Like he's yeah. got it. They have rights too. Like he's like, well, look, I said that they are human beings. You see, it's like wow. Yeah, incredible and, and the thing work. is, isn't that like the peak of that tweet? That's like I forget what the original tweet is because everyone's like photoshopped over it. But it's like the tweet. That's enough activism for today. He's literally just done that. Like, but in yeah, leaflet he... form. <laughs> 
He says that the people he will refer to later as local Ilford Islamists <laughs> distributed leaflets <laughs> <laughs> saying, Mike Gapes, no friend of the Muslims, a true friend of Israel. He represents Tel Aviv, not Ilford South. Like, I'm just doing I mean, it in his voice because who knows if it actually said that or if that's just like Gapes' adult recollection. Also, like, that's, <laughs> like, a, that's an insane leaflet. Do not do, not do that. Um, like, <laughs> like... I again I think so much shit in this book is just straight up made up. Um but then yeah he's just like David Blunkett is a phenomenal politician. I mean that's a word for it, certainly. He just like drops casually how he no longer expected to be a minister. He doesn't really elaborate on that. I guess he just like was about sixty and nothing had happened in his career really. So <laughs> uh, and then we get to, in Gapes's words, the controversial two thousand and three intervention to remove the Ba'athist fascist regime of Saddam Hussein. Yeah. Like it just reminds me of like the, like one of our Gape casts. He's like uh well, well, like, you know, uh, Klaus Kinski, who acted in Werner Herzog films, like, he used to go around, like, I think British campuses doing his, like, one-man show where he played Jesus and just heckle the audience and they'd heckle him and get into fucking pitched rows. Uh, we we basically had a thing where, like, in the Gape verse, um, Mike Gapes had um like done a jesus tour and the gate fest concerts that he put on was his return to the stage and uh jimothy's like mike is it true that this is your first performance since your controversial jesus tour and then we play a clip and it's just gate screaming like i'll fucking kill you i'm mike gates the man who is jesus and like threatening to bomb the place and yeah the controversial iraq war i love that <laughs> yeah very controversial that's that's the he's picked the mildest possible way to describe the iraq war and you know what? I respect his commitment to it. Um, in fact, his commitment was so strong, I think Jack will want to highlight this ne- bit. <laughs> <laughs> this next paragraph is some fucking sick shit, man. It's, it's like, I, like I le- twisted fucking shit. I legitimately... Ha- okay, I'm going to provide some context for everyone. I legit had to like stop reading at this point and just sort of yeah. read it again because I was like, that can't be like, what he actually said. Who the fuck is this guy? Like, I was like, this guy is actually a fucking, like, ancient demonic entity. Because this is fucking cold. So, in March and February 2003, my wife was seriously ill. I had been given time off by the whips because of this and the need to care for our three young children. I had an excuse to stay away from a difficult vote. But if I but if I had but if I had abstained, people in the constituency and elsewhere would have assumed that I was a rebel against Tony Blair. That would have been easier politically, but it was dishonest. It would also have been a betrayal of Iraqi, Kurdish, socialist, and democratic friends who I had known for many years. So then he calls up Joan Ryan and is just like. I'm coming in to vote for the Iraq war. You can count on me. It is war. I'm there. I'm a good soldier of imperialism. Um, As a result of my vote for the local, for the Labour government motion in March 2003, I faced a lot of hostility locally. 
Thousands of my constituents were Muslims, and most of them had probably voted for me in 2001. I knew many were... (laughs) Why were they angry? Yeah, why were they angry, Mike? I mean, is it because yeah. you voted for all of the fucking security shit that demonized Muslims and a war that killed a fucking bunch of people for no good reason? I can't possibly say. Who knows? He says, Fuck. this is a great bit. He says, I knew many were very angry with the position I took. My friend Baram Salih, later president of Iraq, of the Patriotic Union of Kurdistan. I will, I will just t- say that the Patriotic Union of Kurdistan is the melt party in the Kurdistan region of, of Iraq. Of course it is. They're like the center they're the center like look i can't endorse the one group that i want to endorse but the hdp in turkey much better much more based their sister party and their associated groups much better um and we will leave it there um uh yeah so he had come into parliament to speak to labor mps probably to that labor friends of iraq group it's just like a pressure group for invading iraq uh, he thanked me for my he thanked me for my support and gave an interview to the Ilford Recorder explaining why he, as an Iraqi Kurd and Sunni Muslim, wanted an intervention to remove Saddam. So I just love that, just like imagining fucking Jimothy Baker being like packed off by Gapes to do this softball interview with this fucking like US regime change stooge. It's just like, yes, as an Iraqi, here is why i think iraq should be uh, absolutely destroyed by the united states and britain <laughs> just yeah, like this gullible um, journalist like yes so tell me more about why there should be a war yes uh teo pointing out it is fucking wild that he is so violently racist and an mp where he is yeah welcome to the labor party's many fiefdoms and so on where you just can't get rid of these cunts um that is well, I mean, we did it, get rid of him, I guess, but that, that's honestly incredible, though, that he just like left his seriously ill wife's bedside to go and vote for the Iraq yeah. war I... because primarily, if he didn't, he thought it might make it look like he wasn't loyal to Tony Blair. Yeah, I... it really sheds some light on the immortal line, doesn't it? I've been yeah. through a divorce. I know what divorce is like. <laughs> yeah, I know, oh, right? Shit, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> why? Yeah, no, I'm like, it, Mike, yeah, she might have divorced you. Why. In fact, it's kind of the same reason you had to leave the Labour Party. <laughs> like, because you were just <laughs> so in love with war that you couldn't stay. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, he says, far-left groups and local Ilford Islamists saw my vote to intervene in Iraq as an opportunity to get rid of me. About 40 protesters, mainly from outside Ilford. Those, like, fucking false flag actors sent <laughs> down by a young Sam Tarry. That's so, right. Like, <laughs> How old was Sam Tarry have been at this point? He can't have been very old. <laughs> Uh, Milne was very powerful working at the Guardian comment yes, section. Um, Milne uh, direct, directly targeting Mike Gapes. Um, this feels like the work of Milne to me. Um, yeah, so um, they these they disrupted his constituency advice surgery and there was a petition and a march against him. But I just stood firm and didn't back off. After a year or so, I began to again receive invitations to attend events from local Muslim organisations. So just like, just just a whole year, like, 
the Muslim community of Ilford and Gapes were like completely at like an impasse. Like yeah. there was not communication between them. Like the, uh, I mean, you could see in the in the twenty nineteen Hustings that someone filmed and put on YouTube yes. that there was still huge tension there. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, years, that Hustings years, is but... amazing. I might have to watch those Hustings on stream at some point. Because um, <laughs> like Mike Gapes was getting dunked on worse than the Tory, which was fucking amazing. Um, and it then, so then it's so how much good. Gapes have we got? Uh, We've got a right. lot of okay. fucking gapes. Um, just, just, just in this section. Oh, okay, there's so a bit where Mike Gapes thinks Jeremy Corbyn bullied him. Like uh, before, <laughs> I think like just going in chronological order through through here. He talks about his time as chair of the Foreign Affairs Select Committee. Highlights of my five years included questioning a living god, myself, Michael <laughs> Gates. <laughs> no, sorry, he says a living god, the Dalai Lama. His evidence session was a media fest with members of the public queuing in to get in and several overthrows. Boy began, he foraged in a bag and pulled out something and said, Ah, oh, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> and then Gape, Gapes like sums up. He gives his verdict on the Dalai Lama. He is a really clever media performer. <laughs> can I can I just say that Mike Gapes really likes the fucking media and the attention? Yeah. Like oh, he, he mentions, it, yeah. he remembers the exact number of interviews he has at any given point. It's fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I can't even remember what I have for breakfast most days. This guy's like, I had sixty three fucking interviews. After this event in 2011 or something, I'm like, oh my god, Mike, please. He, he talks about how, as again, chair of the Foreign Affairs Select Committee, which Mike Gapes was insane, I know, so bizarre. But anyway, uh, he met with the Chinese ambassador, Fu Ying, who went on to become foreign minister in China, he adds. Uh, and basically, she brought a series of books for him about the CIA's role in Tibet. <laughs> and I can just imagine him being like, why are you bringing with me this? I know what we did in Tibet. I was going to say, he probably read it approvingly. He's like, oh, really? That's good. <laughs> yeah. We should keep doing that. <laughs> um... <laughs> Would you hand God a copy of the Bible? <laughs> but yeah anyway he he then uh goes off for a huge paragraph about how he hates china and thinks the only way to deal with a bully like corbin is to stand resolute and stick to your principles okay he doesn't actually say like corbin but that is heavily <laughs> fucking implied <laughs> yeah 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 he 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 genuinely believes he was the target of a bullying campaign which i suppose in a technical sense given the gate cast and so on he might well be but um <laughs> I, I am the target of a biological warfare campaign, this so-called pandemic spread by Corbyn and his Chinese communist comrades to personally spite me, Michael <sighs> Gapes. Oh man. Oh, we also get the classic line at the end of this, but we're going to keep going for it chronologically. I keep skipping ahead and I'm like, oh yes, there's so much good shit. Um, well, actually, there's kind of a good bit where he's actually like critical of Jack Straw and David Miliband over the Iraq, <laughs> oh, sorry, over torture, but yeah. then he like really fucks it up. 
by like he says that he led a delegation <laughs> in 2006 i led a delegation from the fac to guantanamo bay oh, which like no. is, is probably <laughs> where he where he belongs ultimately for all the, the imperial <laughs> war that he is uh, uh, sanctioned um but uh Later that year, we went to Belmarsh Prison for a comparison to see the maximum security prison for terrorists in this country. The detailed report of our visit recommended that Guantanamo could not simply be shut. Some of the people there were extremely dangerous. The US should transfer some prisoners to the US mainland and the UK and the international community should assist in taking others. And it's like, oh, thanks, Mike. Like, I thought that the people were just talking about closing Guantanamo and just like saying to all the people <laughs> who are like convicted the- terrorists, just like, there you go, mate. Here, here's a bomb. They, they... <laughs> New York. Well, don't you know, as soon as you're released from Guantanamo, they send you to a farm where you get to frolic with all the other terrorists. Um, <laughs> that's how that works, isn't it? Um... I, I love that Gapes is like huge idealist, like, well, uh, you know, we can't just close Guantanamo and like let let all the prisoners out and it's what like what does he think is gonna happen anyone like... suggesting <laughs> there's there's a whole lot of stuff here where no one suggests a thing and they're like they're suggesting this and i'm like no one said that who said this i, I don't understand yeah uh final paragraph i think is the last yeah uh, good bit in here that's the bit with the line he's gonna say the line everyone i hope you're excited yeah uh so he's talking about uh but you know being on the fucking committee and shit like all of this is about his time on the foreign affairs select committee really that's been like the the apex of his life but he says um blah 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 i served from blah 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 to blah 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 uh under all these fucking tories who were perfectly fine with him serving he's saying yeah then ian austin and i ian austin Austin, his um, his dogged pursuit of justice man who is not interested in dog tallow at all as we established on the witcher streams yeah, he, they were vindictively purged by the whipped vote of Corbyn Labour. Yeah, I think that's the first time he says Corbyn Labour oh. in here. In April 2019, after we had resigned from the party, he ends it on this like beautifully huffy note. It is worth noting that Labour never purged the people who joined the SDP in the 80s. They let them stay on the select committees. That's what they mean by the kinder, gentler politics, I presume. He said the line, everyone. He did it. We knew he had it. He rattles off all the hits. Like, I'm impressed by Mike Gapes' ability to just rattle off the hits. Like, I'm I'm literally, I'm just going across the room to get myself a cup of tea because no I need to drink some liquids after Gapes. Gapes' voice, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Yeah, he he yeah. rattles off all the hits. It's amazing. This is this is like the best bit, guys. It's all downhill from here, and it wasn't like we were starting at a particularly high level to begin with. Wait, sorry, guys, one second. Yeah, um, Geraint, did you have anything to add? You've just been sitting there patiently. I mean, I I think the the, the game splits uh, kind of speak for themselves. Really, it's yeah. it's kind of tragic, but that is the first example in the book of. An incident that we all sort of took the piss out of on Twitter at the time. 
him and Ian Austin getting booted off the committee that clearly like really hurts him even more than we thought it would. There's a good one that comes up a few times in the book with Chris Leslie later on. Um, and they're just so rattled by like, Oh yes. There's the, such a good bit with Chris Leslie. Yeah. Oh my God. Chris Leslie and Chris Leslie and John McDonnell, um, uh, back yeah. when, when he had a backbone, um, and the rare occasions when the left are actually like good, <laughs> quite rude to them rather than just like just disagree to disagree. They yeah. take it so badly and it's so funny every yeah, time. Yeah, the, the Chris Leslie bit is so good. Like, you all <laughs> don't know. If you don't know this story, you're all going to want to stick around for it because it's amazing. Yeah. It's exactly what I would have done in the situation, which tells you it must have been really good. <laughs> Although I might not have done them the courtesy of keeping it contained. Who can say? Um... <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah, you do get some nice anecdotes in here of times they got owned really hard. But now we're into the awfully formatted bit that upsets me because they write it like a fucking play in this next bit. It's 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 like a, it's it's like one of these sort of oral history articles that, that they do about some beloved TV show or uh, or album or like disastrous oh, public event. I have to break but the bad it's... news to Red Tick Seed. You have missed the Gapes chapter, unfortunately. And I know that's what everyone was here for. Um, there, there is more Gapes. He, he pipes up a lot later on. You, you've not missed yeah. everything to, to do with, with Big Mike. Yeah, and also there's like a lot of really fun shit about the other people. Um, but yeah, you, you missed like, Mike Gapes doing the line. Ah, oh, you know. It, Gapes' Gapes's account of the 2019 election is still to come, and that's one Whoa. of the best bits of the book. Oh, my what laptop just told me my battery's right? running low, even though it's at 100%. I'm sure that's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that's fine, everyone. We don't need to worry about that. Um, the milk speech get mentioned. No, it doesn't get mentioned once, does it? Never. No. Never no. once. This is like Gapes' gambit to be seen as a serious politician in his twilight years. That's going to be his follow-up book all on its own. Just yeah. like how I, how <laughs> I wrote the milk speech. Yeah, oh, we... please. It's going to oh, be no, like he... a, meta, a meta book about... like. How how he how he came up with it the has been it has been he has mentioned somewhere it has been mentioned somewhere how that speech was written wasn't it I'm pretty sure in one of the ridiculous melt books we've read that like the milk uh, speech was know. mentioned uh, do they I don't think they mentioned the milk speech in any book if they one. did nobody told me yeah well, we would have noticed for sure if it was mentioned I think that's fair enough he's definitely elaborated on it like accidentally on our podcast when we cornered him yeah the best interview in the history of interviews some might say um we'll never top that no it's impossible until we get him on the stream somehow yes <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna do that but we'll figure yeah, it out yeah well we we got him we got him on the podcast so anything's possible and by what i say we, when i say we got him on the podcast i of course mean the highly successful gapecast docudrama series <laughs> yeah and also can <laughs> i just say some people think i was the person who was doing who was like talking to mike in that no i wasn't <laughs> First of all, it wasn't me. It would have been very obvious yeah. if it was. Um, I've had like don't, two don't people claim, say, I, I had two people say to me, was Oscar. it you? And I was like, no, of course it wasn't me. How would I have got to fucking Ilford when I was in yeah. Fox the whole time? <laughs> like, I don't have we time. Needed or... someone who... yeah. We needed someone who wouldn't be detected. Yeah, you like, know? I couldn't because you were very people in... who would be able to keep a straight face. No, I wouldn't be able to keep a straight yeah. face. Like, it's incredible. You, you were... You were in Broxtow, obviously, to campaign for the other Change UK candidate. Uh, yeah, that's right. The little known fact, when I was doing all those selfies of me going, I was actually campaigning for Change UK. Fooled ya! 
Um, <laughs> so did we start chapter two? No, no, no. We're we were just, just chatting to. shit. Yeah, we were about to. to. Yeah. Cool. So this is uh, apparently probably. the starting point of the story, which, as everyone knows, I'm frustrated by how people start stories. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um, we're now 20, 24% of the way into the book, and this is the start of the story. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I gotta say, like, I do appreciate that Chris Leslie, the first thing he gets into is just, like, the soft left of fucking shit. Wishy-washy bunch of cunts. Terrible people. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of, I'm with you on here. Yeah, fair um, enough. But, the worst person you know just made a great point. Yeah, yeah. He, he's very critical of Ed Miliband as well. And they, like, even quote Ed Miliband as saying, like, some really wankery thing about Corbyn. So I'm just like, Gone. But they all they all shit on Ed Miliband for being too left wing. Like Mike yeah. James puts it as his misguided year zero strategy of disowning our past and failing to defend the record of the Blair and Brown governments. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. also this bit where really well. there's also the bit where Chris Leslie's like, you know, I was the main media performer in 2015. I had to go out and defend Ed Miliband all the time, and I'm like, well, you did a fucking shit job then, didn't you? Fucking it's Christ. so funny. It's again like him earlier talking about like uh, confronting that MP when he's like, I imagine that was a shock to him, where he's like, again, with an exclamation mark, he's like, I had to wing it. Not easy. Going up to defend Labour over the Edstone. Which, by the <laughs> way, was fucking crazy. And he, I feel bad for him. I would feel bad for him if I thought he was like uh, remotely redeemable as a person, but he's not. Uh, what did they? What did Ed say about Corbyn? Yeah, what was the uh, Ed Miliband Corbyn quote? If we, I can't remember. I'm sure we'll get. We'll get to, to it. it. We'll get to it. Everyone, don't worry yeah, about it. And also, um... does Chris Leslie talk about his photocopying work? Oh yeah, he doesn't mention it in that in those terms. But yeah, it's, it's... yeah. Um... So Gapes calls Liz Kendall for Eat Your Greens candidate, says stupid members didn't want that difficult message. I mean, it was uh, a difficult message because it was... It? Uh, yeah, the, it... the Eat Your Greens candidate, they're clearly trying to put it across as sort of oh, the difficult truths we have to get across, but I think to the public it just comes across like exactly what it is. Some boring well, we're stuff and nobody likes us. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's hard to have good things and you're stupid for wanting them. Yeah, it's, um, it's the... Um, it's the... It's uh, it didn't go down well. Well, it didn't go down well because it was fucking shit. Like, yeah, I don't know yeah, what to yeah. tell you. Like, I they talk about like the general electorate. I don't know if you you two will remember. I don't know if the chat will necessarily remember. Do you guys remember they did that debate between the Labour candidates in Nuneaton, where they had no. like ex? Oh, they they did this debate between the Labour candidates in Nuneaton, and it was on the BBC, and they had like voters who went from Labour to Tory mainly in the mm. audience. And they were all like, yeah, we like Jeremy Corbyn. This woman's a fucking piece oh, of yeah. shit. And hey, we yeah, hate her. I, I we hate the other two because they don't say anything. Like, that yeah, was literally well, the polling result, you know? Gapes slags off Andy Burnham here. He calls him the flip-flop. I mean, fair play uh, in, in, to yeah. an extent. Like, I'd argue with that. I hope it's a shoe shape like feet. Uh, yeah, then, like, uh, Chris Leslie's just, like, listing all these, like, fucking no marks in the leadership race. Yeah. Then he's like, uh, and of course, Corbyn was in that race as well. Like, yeah, the eventual <laughs> yeah, winner. Really... Yeah, of course. Like, he, The thing he blames 2015 on is really funny, because he's like, oh, you know, it looked like they were going to be doing deals with the SNP. Fine, maybe. And he's like, yeah, Ed Miliband made, laid down signs we were going to be anti-business. What the fuck signs were they? I must have missed them. He like, was castigating any sort of private sector activity and moralizing about behaviors. Uh, when and, did and Ed then Miliband he, like, do that, though? I don't know when like, he did it. Like, 
he tries to pretend he's like angry about exploitative practices, calling them cretinous in the private sector. Uh, but then he says that Ed Miliband, uh, uh, like, you know, he alienated those ubiquitous ordinary people by sounding anti-private sector. You know, all kind of keywords with Chris Leslie and, yeah. you know, private sector. Oh, yeah, then we get to the... Yeah, then we get to the gapes bit where he's like, oh, I suppose Bernie Sanders and Jeremy Corbyn are somewhat similar phenomenons because it's these old white men who get outside support. Yeah, I just love this bit. Um, he talks about the £3 membership scheme, basically blames Corbyn's leadership on that when actually that just made it a bit more emphatic. Um, yeah. You know, many came in from the Greens, various far-left groups, ex-trots who didn't expel from the party <laughs> or left it in the 1970s, 80s and 90s. There were also some enthusiastic young people inspired by and giving support to an elderly white man who'd never held a position of responsibility in his 32 years in Parliament. And it should have been me! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Basically, the undercurrent yeah. of that, There is an know? undercurrent of, Terrifying. like, why didn't the I get this? elderly white man who'd never held a position of responsibility <laughs> Yeah, so this is, ah, this is why I was thinking of the Nuneaton thing, because uh, Chris Leslie goes on to say, I felt that the lesson we needed to take forward after the 2015 election was to try and broaden out and look at society, to have a story to tell at a wider level. So by that logic... Chris Leslie should have supported Jeremy Corbyn. It's just, but yeah, these people refuse to acknowledge they're ideological. They're like, they'd be like, no, it's because they didn't have a vision or they didn't have this. I'm like, no, it's because you're right wing, you fucking idiot. Yeah, well, he, like, he's very open about that later, about how Corbyn was electable and he just disagreed with all his left wing politics. Yeah. I think this is great, you know, in case anyone thought there was anything like noble and honorable about these people's fucking intentions. Just like read this book. They're just like, well, we, yeah. we hated Corbyn because he was anti-capitalist he was anti-West and he was anti-Semitic. And you're like, oh, so why was he anti-Semitic? And they're like, because he was anti-capitalist and he was anti-West. It's just like, in case you thought there was any kind of substance to the fucking unhinged shit that these people come out with about yeah. uh, the people whose heads they've placed targets on. Uh, no, they're, they're reprehensible people and fucking idiots and fucking weird people. Strange twisted individuals yeah um they chris leslie drops ah they're yearning for the 70s here and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about anyway um these people live in a fucking other world to us that's all i'll say and then um, i like when chris leslie says mps were emasculated during the leadership process good like a true cuck i mean yeah he he really embodies the cuck spirit in every way um (laughs) And coffees here. I made a bunch of notes here for some reason. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I made one note on the Anne Coffee bit because she doesn't write very much here because she is the general author. We reckon um, <laughs> she is also the editor. Um, but yeah, she says like MPs failed in their gatekeeper role. Well, I mean they shouldn't have <laughs> that role. Gatekeeper, yeah. They should only elect Mike Gapes as leader. Yeah, um, <laughs> the keepers of the gapes. And uh, yeah, that's me uh, and FFF. Yeah, um, this fucking bit wound me up where um, Chris Leslie's like, MPs who at least provided some semblance of a voice for the general public in there when he's referring to the Electoral yeah, College. Sure I'm like, did. Chris, who the, f- where th- who the fuck do you think members are? Like, this is a thing that keeps yeah. recurring in lots of stuff where people are like, yes, if you are in a party, you are necessarily not in the general public and don't live in the real world. Mate, I can't fucking pay my rent. Like, get fucked. Yeah. You fucking You prick. know how... You know how these Blairites have that, like, catchphrase, but Iraq? 
Yeah. Like they say, it's always like one of the what aboutery things that the left does. Well, we'll always say, but Iraq, when they're like, you know, being brilliant Blairites who are perfect in every other way other than they just happened to invade this one country that destabilized the entire region and killed up to a million people. Um, so Chris Leslie plays the but Iraq card here. He says uh, that Corbyn was able to play all the old tunes, including we don't want the Blairites and their Iraq war. You can just imagine the contempt he said that with. Why would you not want the Iraq war? The Iraq war brought freedom. Don't you know that? Mike yeah. Gapes thought so, Chris Leslie. Why are you not listening to the experts? <laughs> I... um. I also noted in that little bit before where um, Chris Leslie describes uh, the emasculation bit. He says an internal party populism took hold and we're back to everything I don't <laughs> like is populism. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. In case he you... means he means that momentum activists literally cut off his penis. Like... That's why the, the Corbyn years were so traumatic for him. Yeah, there's also this bit that follows on where he's like, please, we have an electorate and what we have an eye on the electorate. Please have an eye on the electorate and what please, is in the real please world. Please, my electorate. Please but they, my wa- elect- but my they wanted electorate. what they perceived as purity rather than electability. And I'm like, who do you think? Do you think that these people aren't part of the electorate? What is wrong with these people? Like, what critical part of their brain isn't there? What horrible prion did they did they get? I don't know. Like... Jesus yeah. Christ, the, the fucking smoothness of the brains on display here is astonishing. Can well, of course, we st- talked about how uh, Chris Clark, son of Charles, who's been mentioned in this book's visceral aversion to populist, particularly left populist politics, was because of his strong personal identification identification with the establishment on account of uh, the symbiosis of his political views and upbringing as son of a major politician with whom he presumably has a good relationship well similarly chris leslie is affronted by the idea that corbynism posed a radical break from the blair and brown years because he was there he is the blair and brown years and he doesn't want a radical break with himself like, he knew, as is stated in this book, that if Corbyn got in, his front bench career would be effectively over and all his fucking shit would be outside his office and his fucking git. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I just want to point out this bit by Mike Gapes where he says, but unlike most MPs, I did not stay quiet. And I'm like, Mike, most MPs, <laughs> never, MPs? M- Mike, yeah. most MPs never shut the fuck up. Like yeah. you were like you weren't even in like the top twenty most run in their mouth MP in this time period. You were just funny because you went ballistic about milk. Like yeah. So <laughs> let's let's listen and notice from this little gape soliloquy what is absent, what uh, major issue with Corbyn's politics and integral apparently intertwined with Corbyn's view of foreign policy. Gapes at no point mentions here. If Jeremy becomes Labour leader next month, his anti-nuclear, anti-NATO, anti-American, anti-interventionist and Eurosceptic message will be welcomed by some in this country and by some abroad. But it is unlikely to be welcomed by Kurdish and other anti daesh forces in Iraq. I almost implying Corbyn's like the pro ISIS candidate. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, that was Owen Smith, famously. Um, Yeah, exactly. By anti-Assad Democrats in Syria. Definitely implying Corbyn's pro-Assad there. Mm. By democratic Central European NATO states like Poland. Or by Ukrainians. Uh, So Poland and Ukraine famously fine. Nothing wrong going there. Going on there. Definitely don't have far-right governments that are going to, you know, persecute minorities. Completely fine governments. Totally okay. Um, I think what well, what he's saying on the latter two is that Corbyn would be on the side of Russia yeah. in matters of Eastern European politics. Um, however, I think uh, that what is most notable is what he does not mention there is anything to do with uh, Corbyn's virulent anti-Semitism, which we which becomes a major theme later in the book. Yeah, this, this, this seemingly was... Corbyn actually doing anything. This was he written on the 13th of August 2015. Yeah, 13th of August 2015. I want everyone to remember that. Completely fine. Nothing nothing going on there. Um, you'd think if your colleague of many years was a notorious anti-Semite, you would have said something during the leadership election. I don't know. Yeah. I would. I would if one of my colleagues were, you know. Yeah, you know, he might have found it surprising when Corbyn signed that anti-anti-Semitism motion that Gates passed that time. But yeah, yeah. I know that. That's, that, that would yeah, very be strange. Weird. Very strange how that happens. Um, do you reckon? Do you reckon Gates personally reached out to him to sign it? Like, oh, Jeremy will definitely sign this. Do you know that there are like really weird interactions of them before Corbyn became leader, where they're like weirdly friendly to each other? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Because Gates, like, it's not about Corbyn as a man, is it? It's just Gapes hates, like, trucked politics and just allowed it to completely consume yeah, him like, what and a- people like Corbyn to become avatars for everything he saw as a threat to his very existence. One of my favourite ones is the interaction between Corbyn and Gapes dunking on the BBC. And I'm like, damn, that, <laughs> the, the, the ultimate team-up that we didn't know we needed and we never got to see it, sadly. Um, Cor- yeah, Gapes is like, read the Ilford Inquirer. And Jeremy's like, yeah, I, I, I think Jimothy Baker is a fantastic journalist. That's right. Well said, Mike. <laughs> There's also, yeah, so Anne Coffey decides to complain about Jeremy Corbyn here. Uh, I'll read this passage out. His understanding of fairness and equality reduced complex moral issues to an attempt to assemble opposing armies on a tribal battlefield. Translation for you all, he viewed policy- politics as a battle between competing interests instead of like a comfortable little club for all the MPs and their staff to just sort of be like, we can pretend to oppose each other and screw everyone else. So that's yeah. basically the complaint at play there. Um, well, I mean, these are people who literally couldn't even get on in a party with, like, fucking hundreds of right-wing dickhead MPs. So, I mean, yeah, yeah they definitely don't like to battle with people that be, be at odds with them. Uh, and then, yeah, she... she uh, well, actually, the best bit about this paragraph is the huge revelation that Anne Coffey did not vote for Jeremy Corbyn in the yeah. 2015 Labour leadership election. Big news. Bombshell. Yeah, uh, yeah, sorry for anyone who was holding out hope there. Um, yeah, <laughs> like she's a reformed Corbynista. Uh, yeah, she says, like all leaders, he surrounded himself with people who d- agreed with him. This is like not the only time in the book that Anne Coffey like criticizes Corbyn and then is like, oh yeah, all leaders do that. Yeah, she's like, I hate it when Jeremy Corbyn does it. I like it when yeah. everyone else does it. And I'm like, well, then that sounds like your problem is probably Jeremy Corbyn and not the actual practice at play. She, yeah, she says, I thought his own political history 
and support for organisations with extreme views and his apparent lack of enthusiasm for Queen and Country would not be very acceptable to many people we relied on to support us at elections. Just like the most, like, small-time fucking, like... Yeah, it's bootlicking... It's bootlicking fucking monarchy shagging shit. Um, which you know, sad people. It's just sad. Like, if you if you think you require people to have enthusiasm for Queen and Country, I think you might be an idiot. Like, I don't know. You know, you know what? Those fucking American Lana Del Rey stands have got the right idea because, like, when she was like R.I.P. Prince Philip, they were all like, "Ew, do you know that he married his cousin?" (laughs) That should be that my attitude to the monarchy. Yeah. um... Ew. And also, I'd point out that a lot of those people didn't seem to have a fucking problem with it in 2017. Um, and didn't have a problem with it then. I don't know what happened since. Um, next is kind of a really uh, really sad gapes bit. We'll, see, we'll omit the sad part, but we see the first bit with yeah, his... Yeah, it's, it's his incredible thoughts. Sorry, his innermost thoughts, not the yeah. song Incredible Thoughts by The Lonely Island. Which is, um, uh, yeah... Um... It looks like the new messiah is going to win. I will not accept his policies, and I will not capitulate to the cult of JC. He's very yeah. much a late Roman emperor here, being like, I will not capitulate to Christianity, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, this is, um... Oh, God, I forgot what the name of the last pagan um, Roman emperor was. That's embarrassing for me. Um, but yeah, he's he's desperately, desperately trying to keep hold on to the old ways. Yeah, Neil Young album. Not Julian the Apostate. Uh, Julian the Apostate. Very good. Um, <laughs> yeah, good one. Um, then Corbyn's elected, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then all of the mourning begins. Classic Gape singer here. 12th of September 2015 was the day the leadership ballot was announced. I put a tweet out at 9.30am, which said, Yesterday, Parliament voted against assisted suicide. Today, the Labour Party brings it back for political parties. Damn, that is a, that's some peak Gapes content right there. I'm Euthanasia kind of... humour. Yeah. <laughs> Gapes is like, you know, one of the greats, like... Uh, Farage's fucked face, Andrew Dice Clay, one of those like politically incorrect comedians who just like challenges the taboos. And also, uh, the person who wrote um, Emperor Polygonus Gapes, great reference to yesterday's stream. We'll be seeing Captain Polygonus again. We've got a graphic made of him. Um, there's also the really fun bit where Chris Leslie gets owned. Uh, do you want me to read that? Because it's not a. Sure. Yeah. I knew that I knew that was the beginning of quite a long period in the wilderness for me. It was quite symbolic of the time going into my office on the Monday after Corbyn got elected and finding all my pos- office possessions in black bin bags outside the door. <laughs> John McDonald and his team had arranged to tip all my desk contents into the corridor. <laughs> Fucking owned, owned. That makes it sound like the strikes. That's yeah. right. Makes it sound like they didn't even bother to get them in the bin bags. Just like clean yeah. it up off the floor, you fucking parasite. Fucking the level of owned Chris Leslie was. I just we love to see it. You know, I, there's frankly no other way to think about it. I just photocopy you. You've got here, Chris. Be a terrible chef. Was to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. 
when the when, so is it, I'm pretty sure probably the first Chris Leslie use of hard left coming up. Yeah, he drop he drops it on the next page maybe. I felt uncomfortable with the hard left populist approach. There's got populism as well. It's got it all. He just constantly <laughs> fi- finds ways to rephrase hard left and populist to describe what he doesn't like. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, yeah, Chris Leslie also. There's a lot of, like, conspiratorial thinking in here. But their whole conception of what the left's doing is, like, steeped in conspiratorial logic. Yeah, he basically lies. Um, well, sorry, Anne Coffey's the one who lies. This is formatted so terribly, I can't tell who's saying what half the time. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, and... Chris Leslie lies too. Oh, he lies too. It just wasn't the lie I was thinking of. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, like half my notes for this are lie and name one and what. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is obviously the EU ref. They they kind of start getting into the EU referendum stuff. And like one of the things here is yeah. that like he did little to support the Remain campaign. I'm like, that's a fucking lie. He deliberately did little to support the Remain yeah. campaign. He like that's just again just like a conspiracy theory and thing. Like, wh- how do of- you know he was just saying, oh, I'm just going to like sit at home so Brexit happens. And, and one of the number one complaints they keep repeating across all of the people is he didn't campaign with the Conservatives during the EU referendum. And I'm like, hey, idiot. Did you see what happened in Scotland when you did that? He campaigned more than any of these fucking losers did. Whatever, yeah. more than an Alan Johnson did. It's fucking bullshit. You know, really, if you wanted Brexit to happen, I'd think that you would actively campaign for Brexit rather than just do nothing and hope it, hope it panned out right whilst ostensibly doing the thing that you didn't want to There's happen. also this weird thing where people are like, well, he's unelectable and toxic and the public hate him, and they seem to think because he could have single-handedly so. he could have single-handedly swung an entire referendum on the basis of his yeah, personal yeah. charisma and charm. Like, what the, what the fuck are you people talking about, man? Like... Yeah. Um... Also, we got a populism klaxon on the next page with Chris Leslie. He's back to populism and being angry at McDonnell. Um... Mike Gapes continues to call Corbyn the Messiah. <laughs> which yeah, yeah. What I... happens in Gapes here? Um, here's just a uh, Gapes got apparently tweet of the day from the Daily Mirror at the start of Labour oh, Conference God. 2015. Shows like the support that Corbyn Corbynism had from a supposedly Labour supporting press. Uh, mm. This was their tweet of the day. Early start. First train from Ilford. Check map. 2015 manifesto. 1983 manifesto book on Trotskyist history tin hat it sounds like a really deranged version of Rorschach from Watchmen yeah oh my god (laughs) that's yeah um yeah Gapes Gapes has just clearly had his mind melted he had his mind melted in 2015 Someone's wearing a tin hat, that's for sure. Someone did do that great Photoshop of Gapes, like um, Info Wars. With yes, the tin hat on. oh, that's such it's a good awesome. image. If someone has that image, um, I will... uh, this is so funny. Uh, he says, uh, <laughs> again, while attending a NATO parliamentary assembly, it's just the backdrop for this shit is always just Gapes is like attending some fucking NATO shit. <laughs> just like the NATO fan club, the NATO stamp collector 
Writers Association. Um, he's yeah, so he's attending this NATO meeting in Norway. Uh, he says, "I'm not happy with the government position on Syria, but it is preferable to the pro-Putin, pacifist hand wringing coming from the Messiah and his acolytes." It's just like literally like pacifist pro-Putin like make up your mind does he want to like support Putin's bloodshed or does he just and, not like and, and, and any also, bloodshed and also pacifism you can you can be a pacifist not have opinions on it it's not really a hand-wringing position it's a pretty clear position like whatever you think of it like uh, yes uh, sorry but then he just writes uh there is no Corbyn bounce. Obviously, I guess people had been like talking about a Corbyn bounce. Probably just like wanker journalists had been saying there had been no Corbyn bounce, and that was the first time anyone said Corbyn bounce. But Gapes is just writing in his diary, like thinking this is like such a fucking zinger. There is no Corbyn bounce. Cameron and Osborne have had a free hit against Labour as extremists with terrorist sympathisers as leader and shadow chancellor. I went on. Like, why doesn't he just, like, continue, just continue the quote? The thought, man. Just say, I went on. Yeah, you certainly did, Mike. You went yeah. on and on. That was the problem. That was the fucking problem, Mike. You went on. Um. He called... He calls momentum a far-left organisation and says it will be a front for pressuring and deselecting MPs. But you have thrown down the gauntlet, and I intend to fight back. Uh, and then he vows to enjoy himself until the end. Like, either, I guess, until, like, he gets deselected or Corbynism in Corbyn's mind control induces a massive coronary. Um <laughs> But then he he speculates he may have to call a cause a big bang by election in twenty nineteen. Mm. Oh god, then we've got Anna Subri bits, which I find <laughs> really fucking uninteresting. Just just before the Subs bit, which I've just written, what the fuck is she on about? <laughs> um, like, uh, yeah. Basically, yeah. Gates Gates concludes that last paragraph. Little did I know. Then how prescient those inner thoughts were to become. Like, <laughs> so that precedent, you didn't have a by-election. You refused to have a by-election. Yeah, you were you very clear lose. about you were... want to cling on to Parliament. <laughs> yeah, you were very clear about not having a by-election. I remember it quite well. Um... Yeah. Then Stu just like jibbers on with some fucking piss nonsense for like fucking. It's it's literally her paper. being like but why aren't policies geared towards ma helping people? And I'm like because you're a fucking Tory, Anna. You're a fucking Real Tory. People. What do you think your party's yeah. job is, you fucking idiot? Christ. Again, it's, it's just all this shit of just like, and I said to him, that's bloody rubbish. Why can't you do it now? I need it now. And then he did it. She, she like, she like talks about how done. she printed off a form and owned a fucking minister or some shit. And I'm like, Christ alive. These people think like, these people can't land and own to save their lives. Like, so boring. And also, um, I like the next chapter as well, because it, um, 86 it, cunts are in this yeah. fucking group. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, but it's um, the fact that they had a secret WhatsApp group while they were crying about secret WhatsApp groups is so yeah, amazing. It's like, yeah, you all have secret WhatsApp groups, that, you know, like us, right? Like- <laughs> they had a series of WhatsApp groups, which are presumably because Chris Leslie kept making them all just, like, explode <laughs> and everyone would leave because he was so legendarily bitchy about, like, everyone. fucking left-wing extremists like Wes Streeting. <laughs> Apparently, you'd always slag him off. I mean, to be fair... Fair, the, the he's, he's easy to slag off but um one of the funnier things is like the, they called it the birthday club or some shit like that and it's like um they were arranging a birthday and they coordinated to how can we wreck like just enjoy your fucking birthday dude come on like, <laughs> this is uh, well like we'll get to the gates coming back from holiday bit in a bit oh i like, actually wrote it, the note 86 cunts on the number <laughs> Here's a funny bit, like, um, Gapes laments after a really boring, like, history lesson about how Bevin fucking owned George Lansbury. He says, I hoped that someone in the trade unions and the NEC, someone on the sane left, which I guess is like Neil Kinnock, I know. So I would point out is a bit of a mental health slur dropped by old Mike there. You know, well, it's Gates. I mean, it's I'm not Gapes. expecting Gates. Gates has famously uh, uh, disavowed the the Twitter woke brigade. <laughs> so I'm not expecting <laughs> yeah, like great I'm just like pointing it out. <laughs> uh, Gates says, "Yeah, he was hoping someone on the sane left would go to Corbyn and say, you're not going to win. You're going to drag the party down.' But it didn't happen." He clung on. Also, he didn't drag the party down, Mike. Like, I don't, don't want to be that guy. No, Chris Leslie says in oh, here he dragged oh, the party down. Oh, that's Chris Leslie. See, did you see how poorly formatted this fucking shit is? Um, no, no, no. Gates did say that. I mean, yeah. Chris Leslie. Chris Leslie says in this book, I dragged the party down deliberately. <laughs> yeah, pretty I wanted much. <laughs> like, um. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, the next bit is the Syria vote, which... Um, oh, my God, it's, yeah. it's, I'm going to say the thing that gets people mad at me, but these MPs clearly only voted to intervene to own Corbyn. They didn't care about saving they lives. Did. Yeah, and yeah, people yeah. get and mad all, at me for Oz saying Cassidy's it. And a cunt and all. Mm, okay. <laughs> and we move. We move swiftly on. Because um, he might, right, he might be watching, and so we don't want to, like, antagonise one of the audience, yeah, he just heard, audience members. He just heard, like, the word for Syria intervention, just like an alarm went off. Like, <laughs> beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn up to sh- scream. Why do you love war? Uh, anyway, um, uh, why why do you love war by not loving war so yeah. much? Uh, anyway, yeah. So they, we're back in 2016. Uh, blah blah blah. It's so boring. Like Chris Leslie talks about in his boring way about how Corbyn sacked Michael Duggar. Um, obviously, oh, there was only one winner there, and. Um, then Gapes like says, My high profile criticism of Corbyn meant I was under a lot of attack from abusive trots and other trolls on Twitter. Yeah, Mike is like ba- obsessed. He but basically also- says that he had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, I mean basically like he he also says he refused to be gagged like uh, which is kind yeah. of gr- grim <laughs> phrasing. When- that was when the momentum terrorists kidnapped him and had him bound in gag, but he he said no, and he he bit their hands with his strong milky teeth. Um, oh, fucking hell! Anyway, he um he actually yeah he talks here about how he was like 
made president of the honorary uh, uh, the honorary president of Labour International, which like someone contacted me ages ago was like, yo, this is bullshit. This is just like it's run like fuck fucking mafia like just like whatever tosser is like in charge of it like just gave this to gates without consulting anyone so that is a totally bullshit position um yeah then he's like doing a tour around like spreading war around the world then the next section is mike gapes's illness so gapes like uh he like warmongered himself <laughs> into <laughs> into having like a major heart attack yeah um <laughs> <laughs> well, I, look, he put he put the needs he put the the need for war above the needs of his family in two thousand and three. So, by God, he was going to put the need for war above his own health in twenty fifteen. I am astonished that he like hasn't exploded yet from Twitter use. <laughs> like, I'm just he he can't be like a very healthy man. Like, oh how- yeah, no, come on, look at that guy. He's an Adonis, an Andrew Adonis, yeah. bald and everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, then G- Gapes kind of like philo- philosophizes a bit. He's like, every day is a bonus, <laughs> uh, and and he's like, he wasn't able to like campaign in the EU referendum. Uh, God, I hate people who don't campaign in the EU re- referendum. You know? Yeah, uh, I mean, and then anyway, I-, I prefer people who did campaign and didn't have massive uh, exactly, heart attacks. Yeah, because I, prefer, he, um... I, prefer, I prefer the war the war heroes who didn't get caught. Exactly. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, he's like, but I still did a fair bit. And that's like the like anticlimactic end to that chapter. So on to yeah. chapter four. I mean Oh yeah, then Gape starts chapter four like reinvigorated. It's just like the aftermath of the EU referendum. He steams in with I was disgusted by Corbyn's pathetic role in the European campaign <laughs> and his lukewarm seven and a half out of ten support. I was incredulous and furious when Corbyn said we should trigger Article 50. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, he comes in hot in this section. Like, it is a yeah, powerful just, open. Like, you just like that, that trademark gape smoke. <laughs> I mean, it's the, it's the, his mind palace is the most deranged place in the UK, possibly. How, because how like, to do, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, what the fuck is going on in there? Also, like, fair play to gapes. He mentioned the seven and a half, not the seven, which everyone mentions. He was like, no, I'm going to be strictly accurate and be seven and a half out of ten. So what, what? What's really weird is that both Chris, no, sorry, Chris Leslie twice yeah. mentioned that Heidi Alexander resigned from a parliament. Like, and I didn't realize that this was Chris Leslie both times. I thought it was him and Gapes. But it's like, who the fuck cares about Heidi Alexander? Like, she like left parliament ages ago. She's a fucking nobody. She's yeah. like, she's like Sadiq Khan's deputy uh, transport. Yeah. Czar, <laughs> something. Yeah. Um. He. Uh. Yeah. He talks about Hillary. Piss. Leslie talks about Hillary Ben's speech, which I will remind everyone was ahistorical and bad. Um. Shit speech by we, a shit man. Yeah, we've gone over the speech before. It's it's just a bad speech. It was a poorly yeah. delivered speech that was ahistorical, and you know, uh, he he Hillary Ben should probably read a history book on the international brigades and see what Labour's attitude was to them. That's all I'm saying. Um. It was not good. Regardless, um, then he talks. They talk about the vote of no confidence in Corbyn. Uh, they they omit the infamous breaking him as a man section 
of the yeah. uh, vote of no confidence. They omit that strangely, and he talks about Margaret Hodge and um, Anne Coffey as being Anne like su- as being like super brave, whatever, for standing up in a room where most of the overwhelming majority of the people <laughs> agreed with them, and they're they were like, trying I, to bully appla- this man. Like they're like, I applaud uh, Peter McNabb for his courage in pass in in tabling that no confidence motion against Corbyn with Margaret Hodge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, then they've, they've got the stuff about like how a group of younger MP gapes like laments that he backed Angela Eagle to challenge Corbyn. But a group of younger MPs did not want anyone who had been an MP from the Blair slash Iraq era. So Gapes was like, you know, I think I would take the sacrifice of running for leader if it is my time to step forward and defend strong, sensible Labour values. Well, I know, Mike, we're thinking Owen Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, thanks to those MPs for giving us the uh, the 27 inches moment. Because, like, it's the gift that keeps on giving, even in the in these dark times. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um yeah, uh, Tom Watson apparently didn't like Angela Smith. I think that's that, like, he just wanted a man, basically. I think he just wanted Owen Smith because yeah, he think... was a fucking bloke. Yeah, um, there's also this bit where uh, Mike Gapes, like, um, was flying back from a NATO parliamentary assembly <laughs> delegation again. <laughs> and he writes in his diary. He, what's he doing all the time? He's just flying around all the fucking time. <laughs> they literally, he, he like specially arranged it so that he could have his open heart surgery in the middle of like the NATO conference. Like, so he but, didn't have to miss the debates. Yeah. He like, he talks about like how upset he basically, um, he basically writes in his diary like, Oh no, I get it. We're sabotaging the party. Like I completely understand that. But he's also like, maybe I should just stop being an MP because I can't get my blood pressure so high anymore (laughs) and well as we know that uh that may not have stopped Uh, and coffee says another thing for which like citation needed there is no evidence whatsoever in this fucking book yeah i understand why party members and supporters re-elected jeremy corbyn did you? Did you know? She she's basically like, well, they you see, they're gullible little children. Yeah, and she, being she part, describes being it part like of this. a movement is like crack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she says being part of a movement can be an enticing clarion, clarion call, not carrion call. That's something else. Um, but I do not <laughs> think the wider public were engaged by the movement. So, like, what the fuck happened in 2017, idiot? Explain that to me. Mad, mad, the Magic. Effect. No one knows. No one knows what happened. 2017. Who can say? I don't know. I don't know why the line went up when it was going down before. I can't possibly say or speculate. Um, then, then there's like one of the only remotely interesting Anna Subri bits in there where she's just like, oh, I have a campaign. You know, I started to get to know people like Chris Leslie and Liz Kendall. Uh, I'd look at them and think. God, I've got more in common with this person than I have with that person, and I'm in the same political party as that other person. Yes, uh, like exactly, exactly. These people yeah, are yeah, fucking yeah. Tories. Like we know yeah, exactly. Like, she, yeah, you you were in the right party, actually, Anna. Like, if, yeah, it's just more Tories. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was the red Tories, Tories that were the problem. Impression. You know, that like, was the we're main... actually left wing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, um, but like Anna Subri does have this thing in her bits I did like read her bits I just didn't write many notes on them because she's like a boring person where she's like but why can't I do social democracy in the Tory party and I'm like because it's the Tory party idiot they're not oh, the social no. democratic party 
Yeah, totally. I hate her like fucking. Path- well, she thinks Ken Clark is social democracy, but like she, I hate her like pathetic attempts to like uh, try and like talk of this like progressive language that brings everyone together. So she's like talking about how she's in the same lobby as all like the great Labour MPs, Chucker and Chris Gapes, Pat McFadden, another pro-war freak, Wes Streeting, uh, and she says, "I remember saying this is ridiculous. Why aren't we in the same?" party we have so much more in common that expression that wonderful joe cox expression that was fucking more in common we have more in common and i certainly had more in common i felt with them than i did increasingly with a significant swathe of conservative it's just so weird when she just keeps saying uh more in common it's emphasizing it that bit threw me for a loop, though. Why mention Joe Cox there? Jesus fucking Christ, man. She's like... reciting Joe Cox for liberal cred. She's just like, that's yeah. Yeah. wonderful Joe Cox. And because it, it, it's how people, well, it's how Anna Subri speaks. Like, she just be like, yeah. that wonderful expression, more in common, that wonderful Joe Cox expression, you know, as if Joe Cox is the first person. I, pr- like, I prefer like... the wonderful Sinan Ko's expression, Yankee go home. But, you know, um, <laughs> you know um, <laughs> I prefer the wonderful Michael Gates expression. And you have the milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike. Oh, uh, <laughs> I always say this is probably going to be the last Mike Gapes themed thing we do, but there's always more content. Yeah, the man will never stop delivering for us. Also, I as long as I'm alive, find it super Literally weird. Never, he's immortal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, find uh, it super weird that uh, Anna Subri felt the need to describe her mother as not metropolitan. You know, that definitely <laughs> uh, that definitely caught my attention. Whatever could for, she mean? That caught my attention for a variety of reasons. Um, Oh, a, lot, a lot of dogs down my street started barking for some reason. I didn't quite <laughs> figure out why. Um... I think, to be honest, she's just saying she's a fucking Remainer. I mean, I don't think it's that deep. Yeah, Sufi. I know. I'm she's just say I, I'm a liberal. I'm a Remainer. Yeah, yeah. I'm her whole, her whole thing it's... here, her whole thing here can basically be summed up as I'm a liberal. I'm not racist. I swear I'm not racist. I just voted <laughs> for the racist stuff, and I hated my own party and really liked yeah. my apes. That's yeah, no, she's it. fucking dumb. There, barely any praise for Gapes from her in here, actually. Yeah, actually, it's, it's really bad. sad, yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, so uh, Gapes is saying how in 2016, he ex- 17, he expected a big conservative majority. Uh, he attributes the result entirely to the, in- the ineptitude and incompetence of the Tory campaign. I, I just want to say that's ridiculously ahistorical, as if Theresa May didn't have an earth-shattering lead at the start and wasn't the most popular prime minister in history at that point. Like, yeah, he then says that he barely campaigned in Ilford South and went and campaigned for Wes, campaigned for Wes in Ilford North, thinking that Wes would lose his seat and that he would, uh, his majority would fall um, to about 10,000. I, I have some interesting, interesting information about Wes Streeting's seat, which is that it could well be lost on the current polls to the Tories. So good. So good. 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 See you, see you, Wes. Good. Um, good. Uh, despite, yeah, so Gapes basically says he went and campaigned for Streeting because he thought, well, I'll narrowly win back my own seat. Streeting will lose his, so I might as well campaign for him. Both won their seats with massively increased majorities. This is Gapes' explanation, which is fucking incredible. Yeah. 
a combination of a much higher turnout and my strong pro-European message saw my vote go up over 43,000, up to over 43,000, and my majority increase to 31,647 as we won 75.8% of the vote. It's just like, yeah, it was entirely down to your strong pro-European message. Just yeah, the Gapes factor. I, 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 can, can you? I hate to put pressure on you because of the Gapes voice in the call. Can you read what he wrote in his diary? Because that's fucking amazing. So yeah, this was uh, just after the election. I was completely wrong about the result. So yeah, he's gone from like, I expected a big conservative majority. Um. He's saying he had fought a campaign which did not mention Corbyn at all. And then so, uh, Gapes then has a dark night of the soul about the general election. Yeah. He, he... I was complete. Sorry. No, sorry, go ahead. I was completely wrong about the result. I'm now under pressure from Corbyn Easters to eat humble pie. A great big humble pie with great big red humble cherries on it. No, he doesn't say that bit. But I won't. The fundamentalists of his ideology and the sectarian Stalinist trot alliance (laughs) behind him have not changed. I can't accept his pro-Putin, pro-Iran, quasi-pacifist, ultra-left foreign policy. What fucking Stalinist trot alliance could there possibly be, Mike? Uh, this is like so he he basically like Michael Chesson has joined forces with the people who do vigilance signs with their fingers um. uh, but, no, but basically he says like uh, this time he actually takes care to draw a distinction uh, he says that P- Corbyn is not just uh, pro-Putin and pac- pacifist he is pro-Putin and quasi pacifist so he's not yeah. even a proper pacifist and interestingly given like the strength of feeling that he would have within a year about this subject into when he's going on about why he hates corbyn you know we've got putin iran pacifism ultra left stalin trots where's where's anti-semitism i don't see it anywhere there it's like gapes didn't think it was like a major component of corbyn's political outlook or something you know also, strange. um teo asking in the chat did anyone edit this book and coffee edited this book is uh yeah 100%. Uh, uh, view on it, yeah. Peter McNabb allegedly, but I don't think they're real. Um, yeah, show me their Twitter I- account and then I'll believe they're real. And Coffee is just like when I knocked on doors in 2017, I was like, Well, you know, I don't support Jeremy Corbyn, but I do support the Labour Party. Thanks for that support. Do you know, do you know, you know? what's interesting about this? Is these are the same people who are like, Why doesn't anyone vote for the Labour Party? I want to vote for them. All I did was say for five years that no one should vote for them. It's amazing, like, yeah, yeah. Like, sure, he's unelectable. I didn't vote for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I voted Tory in my constituency. Also, also someone calling McTernan a Stalinist trot is really funny. And I think McTernan <laughs> actually follows me on Twitter, so he's definitely some kind of Stalinist trot these days, I guess. <laughs> this is the best fucking bit in the whole book, okay? So Chris Leslie's here. He's, like, bitching about Corbyn, how he was very good at positioning himself as the underdog 
held the tub-thumping public rallies. Anyone can do that, obviously. We had loads of those. But when it didn't look as though there was any real threat of him actually getting elected, the public didn't need to take him seriously, and he managed to make it a fairly mild loss for Labour. So, here's the thing about that. That doesn't accord with any any actual verified information we have about voting attitudes in that election. So there was a study done, uh, post-election, where... Get this, the more likely people thought Jeremy Corbyn was to become Prime Minister, the more people voted for him. Oh, interesting. Weird, weird how more the voting intention went up. Weird how that happened. So it's almost as if people thought he was going to become Prime Minister and voted for him on the day. Uh, who could say? Who could yeah. possibly say? Um, Le- Leslie says, bizarrely, Team Co- it, he says, it was still a loss, and that was the irony. Bizarrely, Team Corbyn started framing yet another election loss as some sort of victory, which it certainly wasn't. I went on the Radio for Today program a couple of days after and said, isn't it bad we've lost the general election and got more abuse than anybody else on the, in the election on Twitter for daring to say we had actually lost? Incidentally, according to Southampton, Uni- uh, Southampton University study that came out at the time, I got far more Twitter abuse for speaking that particular truth than anyone else in the party, more than more than Diane Abbott or others. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just like, citation, by the way, citation needed. needed. I need to see this study Stupid. from Southampton this, University. No, this is a lie. This is like, straight up lies and smears. Actually, there was a study that showed this nonsense with, I'm sure, like fake figures, but. It wasn't even the University of Southampton. It was like the University of Lancashire and some shit. Oof. Like, Oid PTG sent it to me on Twitter. And, like, this, seriously, this is just absolute bullshit. There is, like, no way in hell that's true. Nobody has ever mentioned this this, this other than Chris Leslie. The thing is, yeah. like, yeah, e- even if it was true in terms of volume, even if they found, like, oh, Chris Leslie received 500 bits of abuse, whereas Diane Abbott gets 200 per day or something like that, like, loads of the stuff Diane Abbott gets is, like, open racism, and quite a lot of the rest of it is very thinly veiled racism. 90% of the abuse Chris Leslie gets is us and our mates saying, piss Leslie That's and right. nothing else. Um, They're not comparable. Actually, most most of the abuse he's got has been on the stream where I name characters Pista for Leslie all the time. That's literally... Like, literally, you're the host of Real Politic, and you said piss Leslie instead of who are the hard left, Chris. Like, there's no way to promote our <laughs> core brand, you know? Oh, no. Well, it evolved, didn't it? It wouldn't, he wouldn't have been on these people's radars if we hadn't started it with who are the hard left, but, you know... Mm. This, it but, got but, to a point after to, Change UK where you need the blunt instrument approach. Yeah, but to be mm. to be clear to people, there was a credible study done, and guess who got the most abuse? Uh, it was someone called Mike Diane Gapes. Abbott. No, it, it was Mike it was Mike Gapes because of us. Uh, <laughs> no, no I, <laughs> we uh, need to work harder. Yeah. What was I complaining about before? Yeah, I know. I don't. I disagree. I don't like piss Leslie because I didn't come up with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think people shouldn't <laughs> use it. I think it's uh, uh, it's plagiarism. I'm going to sue I, I, whoever I... did come up with it. Oh no, that's one of my group chats in big trouble. <laughs> um... <laughs> oh man, I see oh. you in court, bitches. Oh no, I have to DM them right now and warn them. <laughs> so hang on, Jack. Jack, you're going to sue them for not using your line. That's that's, that's a right, new one. Yeah. Yes, I, I demand yeah, exactly. you use the line. Exactly. This is the feudal. 
apparently the <laughs> shitpost left is now feudal contracts all the way down, so we have to start <laughs> using each other's lines depending on where we are. Oh, man. The, the most annoying thing was when during that during the general election, Joel Golby was like always doing this Mike Gape shit, just like jacked off our fucking timelines, like in his stupid like the 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 weekend shit posting column or whatever. Just like go on, <laughs> go on, suck up all like twit posters doing it for free's hard work like a parasite and regurgitating the Guardian without crediting us or linking to our shit. Oh. Didn't have high regard for that endeavor. Yeah. Um, I, I will just say that Anne Coffey is making shit up here where she says, Jeremy Corbyn's supporters falsely claimed that he had won the election because of a net game of 30 seats. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Literally no one's... I think she thought like us being like Jeremy oh. Corbyn as the prime minister meant that we thought, she thought he that actually... was. She thought he was, yeah. Yeah, oh my fucking God. <laughs> but like, Incredible. please learn what a shitpost is, people. Um... <laughs> And uh, yeah, there's this thing where it's like, however, we had lost support in what came to be called the red wall seats. And I'm like, yeah, weird. It was almost as if it was part of a longer trend. Who could say? Um, also, that's like not true in a lot of those seats. So, don't know. <laughs> Basically, my summary of Anne Coffey's bit here is different things are different. She's she's discovering that things are different, and then that means they're different. It's boring shit. It's like, oh shit, I've I've I haven't written my bit yet. I've been too busy interviewing all these other people under a false name. Yeah. I guess I better just write a few paragraphs about how I like the EU and yeah. hate party members. Anyway, box office on the next page, I'm oh, telling yeah. you. Here Turn it is. Over. So then this is like immediately after the aftermath of the twenty seventeen general election section, they just go straight to the only important thing that mattered after that. Salisbury and Russia. So, Gates. So that is uh, March 2018, and we begin <gasps> with Gates. We had the Salisbury poisonings by the nerve agent Novichok, which were quickly linked by our intelligence services to the Russian GRU. I was disgusted by Corbyn's unpatriotic response. He preferred to believe the word of Putin rather than our own services. I praised Theresa May for her statement in the Commons and asked her to seek advice from former Prime Minister Tony Blair. Fucking hell, man. <laughs> Fucking hell. Always the He'll have the solution. Also, man. I will point out, these people want a rules-based order until the rules apply to them. So, mm. to, to be clear, the Corbyn response was the legally correct response. Uh, Mike Gape's response was the batshit insane response. And so you Putin can... Putin um... stooge! Yeah. There you go. Speaking of Hartlepool, um, well, we'll 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 be doing a stream, an election night stream, or at least an election stream at some point. I'm trying to figure out when we're expecting results, and we'll do a stream, and we'll have everyone on, and I'll get very drunk. It'll be a good time. Um... Yeah. So Chris Leslie starts banging on about how uh, the hard left have a he uses the hard left phrase. The hard left worldview on the Marxist conspiratorial side of the left. Again, he just throws these words, Marxist, hard left, conspiratorial, uh, populist, right at you. Just to see like, if you put enough of them together in the right combination, it will be impactful. Um, 
he says that uh, Corbyn was shambolic on national security. And yeah, the hard left views everything to do with America as inherently evil. And by association, everything to do with Israel is evil. And that bled into an anti-Jewish, anti-Semitic approach that was festering away in those ideological corners of the Labour Party. I just want to say that's an interesting conflation from Chris Leslie. That's all I'll say. That is an interesting series of conflations right there. Uh, perhaps um, says something about him more than anyone else. For suspicious, Corbyn was fairly relaxed about it. He says again, it's the kind of like vague, specious shit that's impossible to fucking quantify. Chris Leslie looked into Corbyn's soul. He and, saw how fucking can, chill the man was. He and was can like, I just say, uh, having an anti anti American position is the good position generally. So you should have an anti American position. Apologies support, to any Americans in the chat. Support, I mean, our, support our brave boys. Yeah. Um, America. Uh, yeah, so he says the suspicion was that Corbyn was always semi-sympathetic to an anti-Israel, anti-American worldview. And that began to simmer as a problem for him. There is loads of shit in here where they obviously said like mad stuff like Corbyn is a Holocaust denier. Corbyn wants to actually physically destroy Israel. And then uh, Anne Coffey had to go through and like change it to Corbyn is semi sympathetic to an anti-Israel. Yeah, there, there is there is clearly some editing going on here to an extent. And yet, as Theo points out, their analysis of anti-Semitism and how it exists is awful. Yes, because they tie it directly to a whole bunch of stuff that has no business being tied to if you look at the actual history of it. Yeah, it's just so useful for all their reactionary arguments. It's just like, oh, against capitalism, are you? Anti-Semitism. Against America, are you? Anti-Semitism. Against, like, endless imperial war, are you? Anti-Semitism. It's just literally, like, these people don't have a moral leg to stand on. And so they just, they're just fucking delighted to have some kind of flimsy justification to hide behind that isn't just the obvious which they are entirely open about we love war and capital which by the way just say that like i mean i'm sure that again that's working for the tories quite well so who's to say um okay so then gapes goes on to quote his entire mr seamus milne speech um in my opinion, Mr. Seamus Milne has been dissembling and attempting to divert attention from the real cause and the real culprits, the Putin regime in Moscow. Then, yeah, bangs on about Seamus Milne hosting Putin. Yep. Um, but again, just like long-winded shit about Labour's history of being against the Soviet Union during the Cold War. He says Emily Thornberry came up to him afterwards and criticised him for attacking Milne since he was a party official. As I told her at the time, some party officials are more important than others. Oh, rattling off Is that meant hits. to be like a... Is that meant to be an animal farm yeah, reference? animal farm, yeah. He's doing the Orwell shit. But that doesn't even make... It, it, it's not everyone's important. It's everyone's equal. Like yeah, every, and, and also, whatever, like, I want to no, be... But, but, yeah. But some are more equal than others is a joke. 
but some are more important than others is just a statement. It's also a statement of fact. That must be objectively true in a staffing structure, right? Like, Well, I guess that's what he's saying, but then he's putting it here as if it's this joke that, like, hits hard. It's uh, like, shut, that fucking shut Emily Thornberry up. Yeah, also, uh, wish Mr. Moon would write a tell-all book. I think that might well be coming. Who knows? Um, Eventually. Him versus Gapes on the same day. It's got to yes. happen. Yes. I can't wait to review that book when that comes out. Um, Good isolated quote from Chris Leslie here. Moderate members were in despair. I certainly was. Nice. There <laughs> Just is a, a perennial. There is this great bit where he's like, yes, where he's like, the media was quite happy to have a hung parliament because it made things more interesting. And I'm like, yeah, the media were famously very into Labour doing better than expected. They didn't have like a two week meltdown over it. They were completely fine. If you want to, like, know what, like, a fucking, like, awful tin pot organization this so-called People's Vote campaign was, Gapes reveals here that he was one of only 20 Labour MPs, like, just 20 shitheads immediately after the fucking general election, which is like, yeah, let's do this second referendum thing. That's still quite a lot. But Gapes was one of the 20 Labour MPs to attend the first huge he clarifies people's vote march in london on 23rd of june mm. um then there's the anti-semitism section yeah so everyone everyone tune out now if, <laughs> if you want, don't, don't want to get into this but um there is like a whole bit um where like cool start... now well, they're gone let's drop the anti-semitism no i'm just joking no um there's a there's a whole bit where um Mike Gapes talks about like a bit after that where he talks about an MP who he won't name because he's still in Parliament and has an important role in Keir Starmer's team. My guess is Ian Murray. Um, yeah. That's my yeah, guess yeah. because he was famously almost yeah. uh, almost a cuck. Um, well, yeah, there's this constant stuff that like Gates and Leslie keep doing where they're just like, you know, and you won't believe what a certain senior Labour MP told me then. It was that I was great. But, you know, his face would go rather red were I to reveal that he was the uh, Keir Starmer's Shadow Secretary of State for Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean we we have context from the other books that strongly implies that it might well be in murray that's my guess I'm not mm. saying it was but yeah um, why aren't they naming him that's public knowledge and presumably they fucking leaked it yeah <laughs> someone someone in their circle someone leaked leak that picture of him looking incredibly dumb on the podium god gapes gapes yeah. did it gapes gapes will get revenge on people who but, wrong him but we made a meme of Gapes in that out of it. Well, maybe that's what he's doing. He's deliberately baiting us now. He knows what we'll do. Um, <laughs> he um, There's also the bit where he like finally fucking decides to leave. Where he's like, I'm not prepared to support the racist anti-Semite, period. It's over for me. And I'm like, well, gotta be fair to Mike. He followed the uh, logic of his position through to its bitter end. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree with him. You know, I personally prefer to support a non-racist anti-semite mm, yeah who's acceptable in polite society yeah why does he talk like that it's so weird i think it's just that he's aware that anti-semite is perceived as uh in addition to a very serious label for very real racism basically you know used by a lot of people as just a kind of political insult, not to symbolize anyone's attitude to the Jewish people, but their attitude to 
wider political issues. And um, so he's got to add racist on just to make sure that, like, well, you know, you you know that racism's a, a real thing, don't you? I mean, with, with some Labour MPs, I have questions about whether they do know that. But uh, good, yeah, um, good for Mike for knowing, I suppose. But I, I, lo- I actually love the start of that uh, that paragraph. So uh, a lot of you, you know, go off, go off on a nice holiday, come back refreshed, you know, all chilling. So Gabe's. I came back from holiday in France in late August, very angry about Corbyn. <laughs> Just like, oh, wow, sounds like a great holiday, man. I bet that was like very relaxing after your heart attack. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, just like there's another really funny bit as well. Like Gapes is given an indication of Gapes's view on Israel. This is when the IHRA debate, which I think we've got into on the show before, um kind of uh came came into uh being and Gapes uh, Gapes wrote in his diary that uh the Corbyn's quote unquote watered down version of the IHRA definition is designed to let Corbyn's foul BDS and Palestine solidarity trot mates off the hook. Oh, God. <laughs> Foul BDS and Palestine solidarity trot mates. <laughs> like, I mean, incredible, <laughs> really. What a sentence. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just, it's, if I, if you had written this for Gapecast, I would have thought, like, man, this is a bit much. You know? know. <laughs> like, like, it's, these are his innermost thoughts. According to him earlier in this book, yeah, um, <laughs> trots Russia. <laughs> he also doesn't seem to know what a Stalinist or a trot is, judging from <laughs> how he thinks they interact. They, they were allies, yeah, famously best of friends. <laughs> what, why is everyone a trot? I assume these people are still living in the eighties in their heads, um, and so they just think that's what it is. Um, <laughs> There's another so such a good self pity and gapes bit. There had never been any leaks from what I assumed was a secure WhatsApp group. But someone in that group decided, maliciously I assume, to give that to Lucy Fisher of the Times. I told her, I don't comment on leaks. All I can say is that I'm very unhappy with Corbyn and I'm agonising every day about my position. He's just like, he thinks he's such a fucking tease as if that doesn't just mean like, yeah, I'm leaving the party. Yeah, it's like, that, he may as well have said, yeah, I've got the bags packed. I'm pretty much gone. Just give me like a week. Like, <laughs> he's like, he, he's like, I was being pursued by journalists all weekend. It was just yeah. Jimothy like, Mike, Mike, please, I don't know what, to write about please tell me what to put in the newspaper <laughs> i i this is another this is one of those moments where he like counts the exact number of like media requests he had like yeah, yeah. He, he loves this shit he lives for it he, he absolutely like is a media animal in the worst possible way like... uh, r- real like comedy of errors here with again the like jimothy and co then my local newspaper the ilford recorder picked Picking up the story, I, oh yeah, okay. Picking up the story from the national papers without contacting me. Put on their website, Mike Gates to resign as MP, <laughs> not to the Labour Party, but to resign as MP. This is where it gets farcical. It was the August bank holiday weekend. 
so I couldn't get hold of the Ilford recorder. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't manage to speak to them until the Tuesday morning after the bank holiday. <laughs> I, I, I was kind of hoping he'd be like, it was the August bank holiday, so I was at Reading Festival, <laughs> just like to completely throw us for a loop. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, there's a bit where Gapes is like, I now feel tainted about where Labour is as a party. I just wrote, tainted Gapes. <laughs> that's, that sounded disgusting. Um... Yeah, Chris Leslie, again, being bitchy, talking about Labour MPs, like, you know, sometimes it's easier just to turn a blind eye to certain things. Not me, though. I wouldn't do that. Uh, he says hard left again. He says mainstream values again. Uh, he says national security again. Fucking game of bingo right here. Got all of it. it said hard... He says hard left again. Yeah. says hard left again. <laughs> There's like three times in as many paragraphs there. Um... And he, of course, complains about Momentum's highly successful deselection campaigns, yeah, which famously deselected hundreds of MPs. A grand total of no MPs. Yeah. And now, um, yeah, it's just a bit where he's like, people like Mike Gapes. And I'm <laughs> like, that, what, a, what a concept. People like Mike Gapes. Yeah. Uh... Who is like Mike Gapes? Any... Me. Yeah, us. We one. we the viewers I of the stream it. and people on it like Mike Gapes. That's it. <laughs> I'm the only one who gets gets Gapes. I I understand him a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fuck. This is some boring shit. Yeah, they talk uh, about the way days where they get caught like chatting shit about leaving, and uh, yeah. Chris Leslie's like, I could never, uh, I I could never give our support to Corbyn, McDonald, Diane Abbott, <laughs> and Richard Bergen or whoever. Taking over the yeah. leaders of power of sex. I mean, interesting who he picks out there. Very interesting. Um, sure yeah, no, no, um, no, 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 nothing suspicious there to go on about. Um, but like, I, I love this quote from Chris Leslie, just like from from someone who was at the time a Labour MP. The 2017 election had been bad enough. (laughs) (laughs) They're just coming out and saying it now because of that leaked report. They're like, yeah, fuck it. I fucking hated it, man. Yeah, here we go. This was Chris Leslie just straight up coming out. He uses hard left again later in the paragraph, by the way. But he says, there was always an outside risk that Corbyn could actually be elected. There was no excuse of unelectability really any longer. Um, that's why he felt a heavy duty. Blah 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 blah. Corbyn had a hard left worldview. Blah blah blah. Yeah, so it's bullshit. Yeah. But yeah, you know. but basically, Chris Leslie's like, no, the dude could have won, and I wanted to stop him. Like, mm. so if you when yep. we were all saying that was the number one motivation, well, we may well have been correct. Uh, one, <laughs> yeah. Once again, we're correct, and everyone else is wrong. Who could have seen that coming? I'm always right, and it's for kids who are wrong. Yes. Why? I don't. I need to get to the bottom of this weird like. Yeah, you're like POV. We're doing POV Jack all stream. Um, I hope you all <laughs> enjoyed it. Um, don't know how you've done that. It's. Um... I honestly don't have a clue, man. Really, it's really alright. I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, I think everyone enjoys the artistic the nature of it. So. So like, yeah, chapter six: reasons for leaving disgusting shit yeah. vile evil people Joan Ryan kicking off with a fictional people. version of Corbin here um I was yeah. uh, 
I'll, I just like even the first paragraph, just completely fucking fictional. As someone who had the occasional perfectly amicable dealings with Jeremy Corbyn as a fellow North London MP, I was nonetheless fully aware of his fully obstinacy, rigidity, and his self-perception. There's this thing that keeps coming up where they seem to. T- see into Corbyn's mind and just be like, ah, he's clearly very he full of himself. himself. And I'm yeah. like, no, dude, he's not the asshole who wrote a book about his vanity project. That's you lot. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Um, Again, they have this, like, this is a man whose belief own moral rectitude means that he is unable to brook criticism. I really cannot think of, like, any political figure in my lifetime who has brooked as much criticism as jeremy corbyn like i guess what they're saying is that by not brooking criticism he doesn't hear their criticism and instantly like change whatever he's doing to like uh fit with their own completely different politics like yeah you know i guess like if he brought criticism it would be like when joan ryan is like uh you know waving a palestinian flag around is uh racism and corbyn's like yeah i agree it is like that yeah i i can't of course think he's of a, not gonna come around on that i can't think of a figure who sat there and took more criticism than jeremy Corbyn. literally i cannot think of a political figure in any country where that, that's happened really like you know like any country that calls itself a liberal democracy i've not fucking seen it um so it's just like this is just a fucking like insane bullshit like his hard left political machine sought to crush and silent dissent yeah i have just a, a, i have a series a fantasy. of notes here. yeah name I one occasion where this happened right that's what i say and there's the, the complete fantasy i wish there was a hard left political machine the, the sentence de- before I, that drew my attention actually which is corbyn presided over a culture of intolerance abuse and bullying in his party and i'm like yes from freaks like you that's who he tolerated it from that was the problem <clears throat> Joan Ryan is a fucking freak, man. Like, all her shit, like, other than Gapes, like, her shit is the most, like, repellent shit in this fucking book. Like, Corbyn was and is surrounded by a clique of Marxists and Trotskyists who do not believe in parliamentary democracy, pluralism, or the rule of law. The prospect of these individuals getting into Downing Street was truly frightening and a danger the likes of which this country has not experienced in modern times. Sorry, but that is like unbelievably right wing like that. To think that Corbyn would be like, I can understand even like having massive disagreements with him, I guess. I think you wanker. but, But at the same time, like the biggest threat to this country like what does she say the likes of which this country has not experienced in modern times like what counts as modern times here because we had world war two world war one in living memory for some people like that is a mass that is somebody whose like perception of the world is just completely out of whack who is just like just consumed by a, a paranoid fantasy yeah as sleeping dragons points out in the chat thank god we avoided that by electing the much more moderate boris johnson who definitely hasn't presided over unprecedented mass deaths yep yeah glad we dodged that bullet um yeah joan ryan stuff is consistently the most fucking awful shit and like most of my notes here are you're lying you can't prove this one of them was like um, it repeatedly broke the party's own rules to further its interests. And I'm like, well, then you should have taken the party to court. 
Like, yeah. if you thought that was the case, you should have taken it to court, and you probably would have won if that was the case. Well, yeah. the funniest bit is uh, Corbyn has been a uniquely divisive Labour leader. Yes, because of you. His MPs tried to unseat him less than a year into his leadership. Yep, that's you. <laughs> like, uh, he has been a uniquely divisive Labour leader. I didn't like him. Yeah, like, he has been a, a uniquely divisive Labour leader. I sought to divide people along whether or not they liked him. Like, the house is uniquely uninhabitable. I just happened to pour all that petrol all over it, just throwing that out there unrelated. You know, yeah. it's like, really, that these people want to maintain that, like, the way that they want to maintain both that the way they carried on was not a factor in the eventual failure of Corbynism, but also that they can claim credit for the eventual failure of Corbynism. There's also the bit where they broke the well. There's also the everyone who disagrees with me is stupid. His shadow cabinet lacked talent and intellect because it was overwhelmingly drawn from a narrow element of the parliamentary party. Again, everyone who doesn't agree with me is stupid. And also, if you wanted it to draw from um, a wider part of the parliamentary Labour party, maybe you should have shut your fucking mouth and put your shoulder to the wheel. Oh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. All Corbyn did was address adoring crowds of like-minded, hard-left activists. When, you ever, know. when did he I'm ever sure, do I'm that? Sure an adoring crowd of fucking, like, bloodless, pro-war psychopaths at the LFI meetings, you know? And then she just, like, straight up gets into these lies and smears, like, actual lies and smears. First, he tolerated anti-Jewish racism. From BMP leader Nick Griffin and the former Ku Klux Klan head David Duke to an assorted bunch of Holocaust deniers and Jew haters who I cannot name right now, Corbyn appears to attract the most unsavoury supporters. Like, do you think that American long-time Ku Klux Klan leader David Duke actually looked across the pond at a British socialist politician from the left wing of the Labour Party and said, yes, that guy is representative of my specifically American far-right kind of culty views. You know, like, of my... The, the KKK has a very specific, like, racist ideology steeped in this, like, bullshit tradition that, like, D.W. Griffith invented in a movie in 1915. Like, there is not... There's not going to be, like, things that David Duke recognises in Corbyn's politics as his own. It is literally just trolling. And Nick Griffin explicitly posted on Facebook, like, huh. The Zio media have been hoodwinked by my genius ploy to say I like Corbyn. Literally, it's out there for people to fucking say, and people still propagate this lie, because obviously they do not care if it's fucking true. Not remotely. Sick people, dishonest people, bad people. Definitely. Uh, yeah, Joe Ryan consistently the biggest villain in this book, as much as we focused on Gapes and his sort of clownish antics. There's also a bit where Chris Leslie doesn't seem to understand how many Socialist Workers Party members there are and ex- extreme leftists, because he's like, that's what propelled him into power in the Labour Party. I'm like, do you think there are like 200,000 fucking SWP members or committed Trotskyists or whatever? Because I get the feeling the balance of forces in the country would be quite different if that was the case. Um, yeah. 
Um, Joe I mean, Ryan. Tom, Tom Watson claimed something like that, didn't he? Around the the start of Golden yeah. time, it was like everyone joining the party is in the uh, Alliance for Workers Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank um, God that right. wasn't yeah. the case, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> well, I think that might have been the case, like in term, terms of the composition of the party membership when it elected Starmer. But you know, uh, it was, <laughs> Joan Ryan actually says like her worst shit yeah. to this point. After this, she says yeah. it was clear that a Corbyn government would do serious harm to Britain's social cohesion and the fabric of our society. Like, this is just, like, whacked out, like, out of proportion, you know, kind of like... This is, like, QAnon-level conspiracy. Yeah, 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 literally mindset, conspiracy. You know. Like... So much so. Its agenda is riddled with a divisive them-and-us populism. <sighs> Many of the hard-left fanatics it selected to fight key seats epitomise this agenda. And then she goes off on, like, a barely-veiled, like, subtweet of Zara Sultana, saying, Among them are people who fantasise about the death of former Prime Ministers. Don't mention Tony Blair, because then people would have less sympathy, obviously, if they knew it was him. They'd be like, oh, I fantasised about his death the other day. And boast about their plans to celebrate these historic events. Other such individuals maintain social media accounts dripping with misogyny, anti-Semitism, and homophobia. I like, um, I have a couple of notes here, but I do want to say Teo makes the uh, good point that social cohesion is a Hearst basically meaning white supremacy. I think that's not a wild stretch to say that, because that yeah, is yeah. what she means, really. I think so, yeah, because it's like that fash thing, like Corbyn yeah. and his people are like allied I, to exterior forces to... I did, I did have nature. a note here, which is, okay, so we're saying Jeremy Corbyn is personally responsible for every single thing anyone has ever tweeted in history. In that case, I think they might want to look at some of their own supporters and some of their own candidates for the European election and what shit turned up on there and see what we can accuse them of. I don't know. Like, I just uh, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't play with a sword that cuts both ways like that if I were them. But of course, there are no consequences <laughs> for a piece of shit like this. Um, I'm just wondering what the homophobia on the left was like. What is because I, you know, I've heard the thing. Oh, these melts saying the left are all misogynists. I've so, heard them saying that the left are all anti-Semites. But what is it? Is it just that we don't want to like nuke Iran? Because so it's like I, you know, yeah, I think it is like the Iran thing mainly. And also, I did have something to say about this general section, which is. If you're not, uh, as a general rule, if you're writing this sort of thing, if you say that these things exist, but you can't name a single person who did it, I'm going to assume you were legal that of naming someone because you would get sued and you're lying. That's yeah, my yeah, baseline yeah, yeah, assumption. Be, yeah. Because there is a next bit here which says there were even prospective MPs who would belittle the Holocaust and spread fantastical 9-11 conspiracy theories. You need to name that person then. I know, Otherwise I, know, I think that's you're fucking true, lying. But... Like, no, sorry, that's actually true because Joan Ryan was a Labour candidate in 2017 under Jeremy Corbyn and she <laughs> belittled the Holocaust multiple times in this book by comparing it to the experiences of being a non-Jewish right-wing Labour MP in the Corbyn era. Ah, damn, she's got us there, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, anyway, uh, I've just written two pages of pissed nonsense yep. by this Anna Subri bit, so yeah, it's skip that, pretty much that. It's her crying about a bunch of shit that no one cares about. Um, oh man, no, Joan Ryan goes off. Got j- yeah. Just like, it's the best Joan Ryan shit. Labour was once a patriotic party, 
clear-eyed about the threats to Britain's national security. <laughs> Sounds misty-eyed so, here. So my, my note here is, yeah, the Labour Party was shit. Like, we know. <laughs> like... And committed to opposing these threats. Corbyn undermined this completely. He steered the party towards his own warped anti-imperialist, in quotation marks, worldview. Disreputable support to, towards that. Okay, that is not... You, you don't use disreputable like in that context. Disreputable support mm. towards ballot stuff. Surely support for disreputable. Uh, yeah, right. Know. That's just poor editing. Um, disreputable support towards ballot stuffing South American leftists. Again, who cares that the shit about like Bolivia not being rigged at all is fucking nonsense and that, yeah. that Giada and cunt is a joke. My 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 <laughs> note here my note here is lie, basically. That's a Yeah, lie. just stupid like just prejudice, just ignorant um, basically, prejudice. Like, oh, we assume they're all banana republics over there, bloody foreign. Every every single note here basically for this section Jack's reading out is lie, except the very last Last bit because well i'll let jack read it and then i'll explain what my note is at the very end a barely concealed sympathy for the gay hating terror supporting ayatollahs in tehran again they've got just really got to like emphasize that stuff which is like gay hating like uh you know uh because like <laughs> this is like the one case in which homophobia becomes like the most important issue freaks like joan ryan is when they can use the violent image of a gay man in iran being thrown off a building uh to like oh no in jones on twitter or something that's like that you know this is when centrists get the most animated on the issue of gay rights uh when they can be uh, islamophobic towards yeah. people from iran uh but yeah just like the gay hating terror supporting ayatollahs not the good terror supporters like our friends in saudi arabia yeah. um and most worrying of all, he displayed a total failure to recognise the danger posed to Britain and our European allies by Vladimir Putin's Russia. Turned into Gates. There just, he is. Yeah. Russia. No, seriously, this for some reason this paragraph it starts off with Joan Ryan saying it, and then Mike Gates is saying it by the end. Very strange, like yeah. they're finishing each other's thoughts. Oh, but here, sorry. Uh, indeed. When Putin's henchmen launched a chemical weapons attack in Salisbury, Labour's first response was to seek to muddy the waters, great blues singer, by mm. casting aspersions on the finding on the findings of Britain's world leaving in world leading intelligence services. Okay, I've, I've got my note here. You mean the world leading intelligence service who provided the evidence for Iraq? That one. Yeah, well, it, it's like, the, you know, it's really America's uh, yeah. intelligence services who lead the world in terms of determining who gets to be the leaders politically of different countries. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, I think that's just an incredibly telling thing. Just that whole paragraph is just like, just, just every, like, tabloid fucking fascist like talking this is the, the kind book. of shit you'd see in a deranged fascist like blog this is what this is yeah yeah like, yeah like tommy mayor's manifesto this, this person like, was a fucking labor MD. like and yeah, they're yeah this yeah. right wing and this deranged like what is going on well we know what was going on but um basically the whole next section is just a bunch of lies like and yeah 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 oh, oh, gapes does clarify for me the most important thing was the 
general foreign policy and then he goes off on one tries to top joan ryan and yeah. like, uh, putin and russia nato anti-americanism support for hamas and hezbollah these are a few of my least favorite things no uh Co up to all kinds of dodgy regimes. Again, not like the dodgy regimes who put me up generously in a five-star hotel and give me complimentary milk. Uh, <laughs> they are good. Corbyn had been the president of the Stop the West Coalition. And his leader's office was inhabited by people who had that kind of politics. This sentence just sort of trails off there. The idea of Seamus Milne being in number 10, directing foreign office diplomats as to what position we would take on, in on the international crisis involving Russia filled me with horror <laughs> to him just there like breaking himself over the prospect of Mr. Seamus Milne in oh. Downing Street. <laughs> oh god and I've just seen the Joan Ryan follow up <coughs> to that fucking hell. Me. The Joan Ryan follow up is a fucking disaster as well. Um, she's, she's an evil piece of shit like yeah just a like you, you, it, if, we, we can't emphasize enough how much of a villain this person is like if, if starmer welcomes this person back to the party he is like every bit we know he is anyway but he's every bit as evil as she is uh, the problem is compounded by a still greater one the anti-zionism shaped by a broader anti-western perverted form of post-colonial far-left pol i i know that means perverted as in twisted and changed about but i imagine that she's saying like those bloody left-wing perverts i'm also, gonna kick their heads in also post-colonial far-left politics is mm, yeah, doing a lot, doing a lot of work um it's, it's those ballot stuffers from latin america you know none of them uh democratically elected so no, no can't yeah can't get my fucking shit in a good position. Uh, uh, she says that this is uh, shape is absolutely central to the Corbyn worldview. Um, Corbyn's determination in the summer of 2018, despite the potential political cost and damage, should have uh, put political expediency over his principles. I mean, I thought this book was about having principles. Yeah. But okay. To push for the right of anti-Semites to describe Israel as a racist endeavour is a testament to how deep his commitment to anti-Zionism truly is. Again, clearly Draft 1 said his commitment to anti-Semitism or his anti-Semitic view. Yeah, and also even with the editor editing there, that is a really... Disgusting. Yeah, disgusting and really like bad confession to be making. The um, rights of anti-Semites. Again, she's like, it's because it's not referring to any particular individual. Yes. She's just like, she can just cavalier refer to, like, all Jewish anti-Zionists as anti-Semites. Yeah. yeah and... perhaps the least the least subtle of all of them are trying to, trying to very clearly sort of get that anti-Semitism uh, label on the entire left, you know? Yeah, who'd have thought it from a for the former chair of LFI? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? like, it, it, <laughs> it seems the, the problem for them is, uh, for her, is opposing uh, settler colonial state. She seems to really like settler colonialism. I don't, I don't know. Um, 
that seems to be the only conclusion where we can draw from it. And yeah, Teo asking, what do they think is correct post-colonialism? I don't know. They don't. I, they don't. They, 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 yeah. yeah they don't. Like, I don't think they understand what post-colonialism is, and I don't <laughs> think they, if they understood it, would like it particularly. Um, I guess I guess they support the more like neoliberal, neoliberal or proto-neoliberal globalized form of colonialism, neo-colonialism. I guess that's their their vision of post-colonial yeah. society. Would you believe? Um, um, <laughs> God, we've um, just got yeah. boring Anna Subri, Chris Leslie shit. Yeah, Chris Leslie's saying how much more he has in common with Tories than people in the Labour Party. Yeah, you know, this is basically love letters exchanged between Anna Subri and Chris Leslie at this point. Like, yeah, just total, total wank for page after page. And then here. there's like a Joan Ryan bit, which is just a fucking ridiculous. She just inserts herself in the worst places, and it's fucking ridiculous shit. Like, mm, yeah, yeah. Chris Leslie again emphasizing. <laughs> Look, you can't really see it because it's tif- it's uh, highlighted. But I just wrote drunk over one of the <laughs> pages in big capital letters. Uh, yeah, Chris Leslie banging on about the hard left and how they're anti-business. Um, uh, Anna Subri claiming that David Lammy told her that the two of them were the only pro-immigration people Yeah, like, uh, this is, this, that was something that bothered me, because, like, okay, like, but the person who this book is taking a shot at very clearly was more pro-immigrant than you, you fucking idiot. Like, Yeah, I, I love I love the, the, uh, the, like, you know... David Lammy once came up to me and he said, bloody hell, Anna, you know, you're a bloody greatest anti-racist of all time. It's very much like this bit in, again, the Gapecast, Gapefest, Gapefest, Gapecast, where Gapes is like, and I particularly enjoyed the hologram of Tupac who shook my hand and told me I was the greatest anti-racist of all time. (laughs) It's an yeah. FFF joke. And there, there's loads of stuff here where they're like, yes, yeah, so, well, anti-Semitism was important, but here's the thing that actually bothered me, and it's always like yeah. tax policy or business. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, just for goodness sake, just say it was one thing or the other. Don't make it about these other things because you're making a community your human shield for your fucking horrible politics. Jesus, they haven't even launched the fucking group yet. Yeah, I mean, fucking hell. Um... Just Jesus. Yeah, Ten there's a lot of build up here, and Anna Subri is just like the worst. She's like, I, I am not racist, I swear. Um, <sighs> and yeah, there's, there's uh... a bit here where she's like, I can't believe that Theresa May said that if you're a citizen of everywhere, you're a citizen of nowhere. I don't understand when the party <laughs> became so racist. And I'm like, Anna, it became racist when it was founded, because it was founded in the it's... UK, a white supremacist society. Get with it, come on. Stop drinking so damn much. Come on. Isn't she complaining there that, like, Amber Rudd came out and said, like, if you're a citizen... No, not if you're a citizen of the world, you're a citizen of nowhere, but some kind of, like, racist anti-immigration shit. And she's, like, hearing that even from Amber. It's like the last person I expected. A senior conservative minister who has never shown (laughs) any progressive, like, inclinations whatsoever, even compared to, like, a pathetic right-wing idiot like anna subri like it's really uh it's really great um you know just like the affinity but all these appalling establishment politicians have for each other i don't understand what these people think their parties were that's the thing that i'm confused by 
Yeah. Should we, uh, should we go to the launch and then sort of start wrapping up a little bit? Because there's still a lot more. Yeah. Fun. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm ahead of you. Yeah. Chris Leslie uh, basically slags off Tom Watson. Yeah. Uh, he says he left a lot of Labour MPs in the lurch. Uh, he says people shouldn't have put their hopes in the fact Tom Watson would solve the Corbyn problem, and he criticises him for singing "Oh Jeremy Corbyn." <laughs> <laughs> There's also the funny bit here, which is that the Future Britain group only met once, which yeah is pretty funny. <laughs> like, um, also Anna Subri being a massive simp for Chucker is really funny and kind of evident in some of this, where she's like, "Oh, I remember going on oh, a yeah, couple yeah. of trips with Chucker and Chris," and like she. Do you guys remember when she was like properly betrayed when Chuka went to the Lib Dems? Yeah, she was like properly yeah. heartbroken. Like, I joined this party because of you. I left the Tories because of you. And in this book, she actually backtracks on that and explicitly says, "You know, I didn't leave the Tories because of Chuka." Like, just completely goes back on when she said that. No, that is what she did. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's also this bit with Mike Gapes saying uh, when Luciana Berger. She wants to. Um, she wants to defect with them. Uh, Luciana was central to the fight against the anti-Semitism of Corbyn Labour, and we hoped other MPs would join us if she left. Weird to make her that central figure in that way. Um, oh yeah, yeah. No, Chris Leslie pretty much says like, well, you know, quite open we about the cynicism of the timing. You know, we yeah. kind of needed her to hide behind because all of us just like capitalism and war. <laughs> so yeah, like pretty much that Chris Leslie openly admits that. There, oh, but like, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say there is a great bit where Mike Gates says, "I myself did twenty-eight interviews that day, and my colleagues were in similar demand." The man is just delighted that he got the attention. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. We also planned initiatives and debates to challenge Corbyn. One example was the urgent question I had on Venezuela, where I denounced him and several of his front bench for supporting the repressive Maduro kleptocracy. <laughs> Over here. Uh, he just, he rattles off all the hits. If it was just the Mike Gape section, first of all, the stream would have been over, and second of all, we would have had a much better time. Um, yeah, cause and my... I'd have already lost my voice. Yeah, well, that's true. I probably would have done some of the lifting on the Gapes voice, even though mine is not very good. Um, no, 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 sorry. No, but other people aren't allowed to do the Gapes voice. Even Gapes himself, if I ever see him fucking open his trap, I'm going to tell him, shut the fuck up. My voice. I've stolen your voice like, like a, a fellow demonic entity. Yeah, there's just a bunch of cynical shit in here, basically. Um, they also flex about their Twitter numbers again, of course because that's all these people have. They talk about Tom Watson yeah. getting owned by John Lansman, though they refer to John yeah, Lansman yeah, so as funny. momentum owner John Lansman, which I always owner, find. Yeah. 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 Gay. The, the, the exact same phrase in the, uh, the, the Squawk Box guy who would use, you know? Yeah. Free spirited P. Um, yeah, just him getting owned by Lansman is kind of funny. Um, and they described their launch as incredibly successful. And I'm going to remind everyone that this was the launch where Angela Smith dropped left-wing intellectuals and then proceeded to say funny tinge on the fucking news. Oh, yeah, that... they don't mention that. They yeah. don't mention that anywhere. Angela Smith, 
eradicated from this narrative. Oh, absolutely. She does not feature at all. They are just like pretending that the Angela Smith thing, There's... by which I mean her existing, didn't happen. There's also this bit where Anna Subri is just like describing Luciana Berger in the most what yeah, the I'm, fuck I'm literally way. on that bit now. It's yeah. so weird, isn't Magnific- it? It's so odd. She so... says magnificent three times. Uh, should we? Just, who wants to okay. read this passage? Like, uh, I, I, I'll I'll do this one. It is very strange. Yes. Um, the only way it would be weirder is if it was coming from like Mike Gates. But <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. They're talking about the launch, basically. Um, I think it was the sight of them going into that press conference, and there was something very powerfully symbolic about Luciana. I think standing there, heavily pregnant. A woman looks quite magnificent when she's in those final stages of her pregnancy because you're like a magnificent sort of galleon and statuesque. <laughs> but also, there's an incredible vulnerability as well. Luciana does have a look. I mean, she's just very striking. I mean, and this woman's like, yeah, that, that's yeah. And this woman standing there with all that magnificence, but also the vulnerability. Saying, you know, I have left the Labour Party yeah, because I've been handed out. So drunk, so drunk, so drunk, like, so drunk. Why would you, why, didn't, you yeah. didn't need to read the last bit? That's their propaganda. Oh, we, FFS. They, so they, drunk, they, so drunk. They they do <laughs> they do not um they do not mention the Nando's trip, the infamous Nando's trip. Um, but we no. will. We will, don't worry. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, what the fuck? They've like so all the stuff that everyone made fun of. Yeah. They're just like, let's Which... not do that. Let's focus on the positives, like our protractable battle with change.org. Yeah. Or as Gates refers to them, an American petition site. Never heard of them myself. I don't think they're around in Ilford. <laughs> yeah, the, the the um yeah, it's interesting that all of the stuff that got made fun of was removed, leaving very little of the actual launch to talk about. And yeah. also, yeah, Teo, this is the thing where people overly compliment their minority friends. It does have that feeling, yes. Um oh, <laughs> it certainly does happen. Chris Leslie's like, we had some heady days. I love him just trying to sound like like the chill axe um, guy. Like, yeah. what's the office quote? Yeah. Like, surprisingly relaxed. Or, you know, um, we're going to wither and disappear. Unfortunately, someone come with that David Brent thing about, like, he's for a man in his position, surprisingly relaxed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're. Um... Yeah, basically they they only talk about the good bits of the launch, and then they they go into the Lib Dems fucking ruining their fun, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Gates is like they had grand plans. He says that. Um, oh, actually, sorry, I just got <laughs> Chris Leslie. So basically, yeah, they get into here. Um, that so firstly, like they <laughs> there's the boys, you know, just uh, the uh, lads. Yeah, there they are. Time. Can everyone everyone see that? Okay, like I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Okay, there you go. Just lift that up slightly, just so everyone can get a better look. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So they have grand plans. Like, firstly, the composition of the group politically gets diluted a bit by all these fucking Tories from the Tory Party rather than the Labour Party joining, and then, um, like, Gapes wants to do like a big, like, a series of events around the country thinking engaging listening exercises working towards some kind of membership system with our first conference in the autumn um however in these heady days uh there were various i think 
hoops to jump through uh, in Leslie's terms. So uh, Leslie, who was worried that they were going to wither and disappear, says, unfortunately, we soon realised that the Electoral Commission in the UK were a very, very restrictive organisation. You can't just stand for elections. You have to jump through a number of their hoops to be registered as a political party. We were conscious that local elections were coming in May, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then, um, Can I yeah, uh, yeah boring. He, he also describes Change UK as a strong brand, and I suppose in the sense that everyone made fun of it, it was a strong brand. But basically, <laughs> their main thing here is they got owned by the Lib Dems, which is kind of embarrassing to say the least. Lib- also, Mike Gapes very correctly like <laughs> hates the Lib Dems, like he viciously hates yeah. the Lib Dems, which like fair play to Mike on that one, really. Well, funniest Gapes bit in this section is just like, I wanted to put a hashtag in our name. <laughs> oh yeah that was a thing apparently they had like it's tech it's exciting it's young people it's crowdsourcing that was that was one of the like many many things we laughed at was that that was an idea they had and um yeah, that obviously, the electoral commission idea, were like, obviously the electoral <laughs> commission were like yeah you can't have a hashtag in your fucking name don't stop being ridiculous so yeah um i don't know whether to condemn the electoral commission for destroying mike gape's dreams or praise them I was just trying to find the, that bit where they talk about like their struggles uh, with... Uh, I'll kind the... of keep everyone busy with this bit where they're talking about vetting the candidate. You'll remember the European, um, yeah. European elections and the scandal of their various candidates basically just being yeah. open Islamophobes and yeah. racists. Because me, me and Geraint got about half their slate kicked off. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and... Um, Loki as well they, was doing they a lot descri- of good work. Basically, here's yeah. what they did. They all yeah. sat around an, in an office and uh, spent three days going through 30,000 people, which, by the this way, is, is too yeah, much this work. This is a contradiction, by the way. They've, they've previously claimed they got an expensive outside firm to do it, which oh, I, they I think they probably that. did, and they got wallet inspected. Yeah. So they can't even keep their own story straight on this. But <laughs> I reckon they probably did both, and they were both at it you know yeah it was it was pretty it was a pretty shitty uh thing because they described um the, as mike's own words here but a couple of names got through that shouldn't have done and it was unfortunate and embarrassing and i'm like yeah it was several several who it was like half your time, slate <laughs> like, gapes yeah. at the time of the hustings in december in ilford south was still unequivocally defending in the case of nora mulreedy uh, yeah. Um... Oh, yeah. That's that's clearly not even one of the people he means because, like, oh, yeah. her horrendous views are mostly ones he shares. You know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he means like some of the proper wrongs that. Well, they were all proper wrongs, but like the ones that like everyone was like, oh, we probably shouldn't have let them through. Um... <laughs> the number one, the original number one list candidate in Scotland had tweets that were like, "Gary Glitter did nothing wrong." <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God, that's. Oh, just remembering the the, the good times. Um, yeah, it starts falling apart from this point. Leslie's bitching about how, as he always is, he's bitching about something. This time, it's about how Gavin Shooker isn't fully engaged in the process anymore. There, um, there's also the bit where Heidi Allen, when she becomes their leader, tells people to vote Lib Dem. Yeah, which, that's um... great. Gapes, Gapes describes that as treacherous stupidity i mean he's not wrong <laughs> in fairness yeah uh gape yeah gape says uh to be fair to heidi she said herself that she was very inexperienced and unfortunately during the european campaign 
became very clear. <laughs> Fuck you, yeah, you shit. Yeah. Um, they they also talk about the lawsuit from uh, uh, the petition website. Yeah, that's yeah. What, what I wanted to do. Uh, just that 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 goes down like yeah, pretty much just after like. Heidi Alexander, no, sorry, Heidi Allen. Yeah. Apparently, it was a, it was a group of Lib Dem lords and business donors who persuaded her uh, that Change UK should stand aside for Lib Dems in certain seats. Like Chris Leslie's, like, yes, you know, she's very easily swayed. You know, basically, she's just a fucking gullible idiot. You just put her in, you just stand somebody in front of her to talk at her, and she'll think that. <laughs> Pretty there much. So- there is a great quote. I can't quite find it right now. Where Mike's like, "If the Lib Dems were a solution, they would have they would have sorted it by now." <laughs> to yeah, justify yeah, not yeah. being a Lib Dem, and yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, fair enough to him on that one. He's kind of figured it out." Um, yeah. So Chris Leslie, but again, it's just like a bunch of like Lib Dem lords and business donors told her to do this, and she was like, "Oh, okay then." And it's just like this is typical change, U- yeah. change UK, just like some some fucking like capitalist from the city of London is just like, so here, look, here's uh, a bunch of my shit taken from my ass eat it (laughs) and they're just like wow thank you i will do that like you know they will literally like jump not through but into the outer bit of a ring of fire just to like because a a business person told there's also the bit where mike gapes actually seems to understand what they were going for better than any of the other people in the book which was our best appeal was to moderate Labour and moderate Conservative voters who, for good reasons, didn't want to vote Lib Dem. I'm like, yeah, make him the leader. He sounds like he knows what he's doing, and we would have got way more meme mileage out of it. Um, Leslie's just like, we raised a lot of money and did a massive amount of work on that. I think we raised up to a million pounds. Like, oh, yeah, I bet you did. I bet there were people just like, you think... So wait, how much will this make... How much less likely will, will it make this that Corbyn becomes Prime Minister? A small percentage. Well, it's a percentage. Yeah, there's also you know. the bit where um, they talk about the um, post-election bit. And uh, he apparently has two young constituents who work for him. Jack and Grace. And I'm like, wait a minute, Jack. Um- <laughs> no, Jack Jack was interviewed in our uh, Gapes on the Ground I, yeah, special I- <laughs> in Ilford South. We actually, we got we got that guy. We, fuck, we, we got him. We quite literally, we we got him. He he was talking to Rupert, not knowing he was an undercover real politic, um, uh, real real politic operative. So uh, he was there. So Gapes's campaign manager was there, saying how Gapes became more of a meme than an actual politician on record. Also, uh, do they ever discuss where the money went? <laughs> Strangely, no. That never gets really specified. <laughs> just like oh come on gapes get get yourself some milk yeah. just gapes buys like the biggest dairy in the whole of you <laughs> he buys all the dairies in both the north and the south of ireland He's like, can, the production can... chain will never run dry you can tell i got frustrated because there's a bit with chris leslie's like i wasn't a liberal democrat you know and my note here is <laughs> yeah you're a tory mate we get it like yeah oh there's yeah. just um where's the change uk it, no uh yeah fuck, where, where... I think. Uh, the... Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, where uh, I I've I lost it. I had it a minute ago. Oh yeah. Sorry. Naming issues. So it is quite funny under naming issues. <laughs> they just have Mike Gabes. 
<laughs> talk, talk about naming issues. I mean, uh, I mean, if I were named Mike Gapes, that would be a naming issue, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, th- th- there's a great Mike Gapesism here. At times, I felt a bit like an aging rock star, rock star on his final valedictory tour. And I'm just like, you, you've skipped forward, I think. Yeah, I uh, have. Sorry. Um, there was an immediate issue to resolve over our name. We couldn't register as independents, according to the Electoral Commission, nor as the independent group. We had to be Change UK, the independent group. We faced threats of legal action from an American petitions website and resolved them by an agreement that we change our name again after the election. We had tried to use a hashtag in our logo, in our brand, but our logo was rejected by the Electoral Commission. So then we had to, in just a couple of days, produce an alternate logo which wasn't perfect, but we didn't have time to test it. We were then ridiculed by the media for that logo. Everything was so pressured. Yeah, um... (laughs) God, just I've I've got to the dissolving the party section because that question just made me think of that. Um, ba- basically, they they just say, and that was that. It's done. They don't mention anything about any money, anything like that. The finan- if we recall, the financial records conveniently missing. Um, <laughs> Mike Capes lost them. <laughs> um, They're somewhere in the catacombs of Ilford South. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they couldn't even do the logo. I mean, it was just embarrassing. Basically, this book it, is one giant embarrassment. Um, yeah, man. God, there's still quite a few people watching. Yeah, Damn. yeah, I know. We've been going on, and uh, people have stuck with us. But uh, I don't can, think there's... We... Yeah, sorry. I, th- I think the one bit that we need to highlight, because it is the greatest hits, is that fighting on section. Yeah. Um, it's, it's stuff he's, uh, Gapes he's banged on about on Twitter, but uh, with some beautiful turns of phrase. Where's that again? Oh god, damn uh, it, fight, fighting on. So it's like fighting think, on. <laughs> page page one hundred and ten on my ebook version. Oh yeah, man, just it. click past that bit where Chris Leslie's like, "I wasn't a liberal democrat, you know. For yeah. a start, I was drastically to the right of them on crime, law and order, drugs, international <laughs> issues, and uh, political philosophy generally." Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, there it is. Um... Oh, yeah, he's got all this. Sam, stitch up, Terry! <laughs> stitch up, Sam, <laughs> Terry! Party head office for Momentum Corbynite. <laughs> My slogan was real labour values and an independent mind. Corbyn labour were furious. They even threatened legal action against us because we were using new labour, red and yellow, as the colours of our leaflets. I pointed out that the Corbyn labour colour was dull red, not bright red and yellow. Oh, man. (laughs) I feel feel like we have to wrap up soon because... um, So... Um, because sure. yeah, um, more people have actually started watching. <laughs> yeah, I know it's really, I'm really annoyed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we we peaked at like 88 viewers, so yeah, but it stayed steady. 
yeah. quite high. For, yeah, uh, for, we, we've for been having a good time. Saying. I've been enjoying this. Uh, but yeah, Anna Subri saying Chris Leslie is like the great lost hope of politics. He's young. He's got his whole life ahead of him. He yeah. could be in Starmer's shadow cabinet by now if he'd stayed in. Kind of agree with that, but also he's, by all accounts, one of the most... Well, he was, when he was a Labour MP, one of the most hated figures in the entire parliamentary yeah. Labour Party. <laughs> no fact, friends on the right. In fact, there was a bit where they said they couldn't have Chucker as leader because Labour MPs hated him as well. So they just yep. seem to be the most unpopular. But also, Luciana Berger vetoed him, apparently. Like, yeah, for unspecified. Yeah. You know they, they then went to work for the same company within a few days of each other. Like, you know how there's all those untrue rumours about Chucker that have been put out there. I reckon that because they're not actually like that bad, he put them out there himself to distract from the real secret that he's hiding, which is something that is like devastating. And it's why every time he have has this opportunity to like be a leading figure, he always just happens to have to drop out or have to yeah. he just can't take a role. He just fucks up somehow. I reckon that literally like his massive gaffe over the Super League at his new JP Morgan job was a deliberate self-sabotaging mistake because he got in too deep at JP Morgan and one of them was gonna like read his financial records or something. I don't see I don't know. I, I, I can't speculate as to what the real Chucker secret is. Perhaps he worked with Mike Gapes on some like covert ops. But yeah, there's Yeah. Um That's my theory, along with Anne Coffee Trufarism. Yeah, um there's this is the bit the bit after that that's called No Regrets. Which uh, is the bit where Chris Leslie's like, yeah, yeah. I mean he could have won. For all we know he could have won, so we had to stop him. Yeah. Yeah, they they really the more they don't start trying to hide it particularly well, but the longer the book goes on, the more open they are. Just like oh, we fuck Corbin, yeah. job done. Jack has frozen on my screen. I don't know what's up with him. Yeah, we made it hard for. Oh shit! Oh hey, how you doing? Jack, can you hear us? Yeah, yeah. he's, he's yeah. dipping in and out. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got the gist of what you were saying. I think it cut out yeah. for a bit, but I I heard the start and end of what you were saying, and I I I get it. I think. You know, I know, I know. Yeah, I know my, my note just, here yeah. is my note here is basically it was all about Corbin. The end. Like, <laughs> I I love that. Like, uh, Chris Leslie cites Starmer's like bullshit ten pledges as a reason why he can't rejoin the party. Like, that continues very much this Corbin agenda on mass nationalization and prevention of military intervention. I'm like, I wouldn't worry about that, mate. <laughs> but yeah, crap, but like, also, yeah. <laughs> how right wing are you when Keith isn't to your liking? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's the, like the, John the, Rental thought. Yeah, um, there's a bit where Anna Subri complains about British politics being broken when she's the one who broke it. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the rest of the uh, book is really just them being upset that they can be cool. Um, I think that as well as the fact that they like, like slightly edited a load of the most disgusting lies about Corbyn to like say anti-Zionist instead of anti-Semite or something yeah. like I think that both Chris Leslie and Mike Gapes is you know it seemed like a hilarious Gapes diss but he referred to Change UK as um sorry to Change.org as an American petitions website. But then in the next fucking paragraph, Chris Leslie refers to it simply as an American petitions website. Oh, and he talks about how Change UK were genuinely terrified. They had the fear put of God put into them by 
change.org's legal threats. <laughs> like, I had them bricking it. Yeah. Um, I think, unless we really want to go on to any other sections that anyone else wants to highlight real quick. Um, yeah, uh, the only <laughs> thing was, like, I, I can't find this. It's really brief. I'm just having a look through to try and find it. But um, there's another bit where Chris Leslie goes back to the incident where John McDonnell, like, dumped all this stuff in a <laughs> corridor. Yeah. And he, he literally <laughs> says, like, John McDonald defenestrated me or something like that. <laughs> like, that's not what that word means. He yeah. put some of your shit in a corridor. He did not throw you out of a window. Um, I... I, I want to share this uh, Anna Subri anecdote that possibly never happened. It sounds like it's just drunken ravings. But on the other hand, Labour MPs are such pathetic people that this could actually be <laughs> Oh, accurate. yes. I think I know so, what you're going to say. Yeah, go for it. She talks about like uh, Labour MPs coming up to her and saying, well done, keep on going. Uh, it is. It's appalling. I don't know what is. Uh, the ones who said... I just think you're so brave, including a Labour MP who I like very, very much and admired. While I was sat with Chris Leslie, he came up to me when we knew that our election was come. The election was coming. We knew what our fate was, and he came up to us. His eyes filled. He was welling up with tears. I just think you've been so brave. You've both been so brave. He got re-elected, by the way, and is now a shadow minister. <laughs> it's like, uh, Thomas just, like, course. given this absolutely pathetic cunter job. Then you have, like, another cut. Some rounds of disgusting shit from Joan Ryan before uh, Coffee, obviously the author of this book, signs it off. Yeah. Um, Joan Ryan uh, just drops in here, just like a little, little nice little fash thing about how the left uh, are not a legitimate part of a democracy. She says... Far-left leadership cannot be engaged with in the manner that one normally deals with those in politics with whom we disagree. So can I just say, that is a baseline fascist position. So there you go. Yeah, like, Like, look, normally you have your party, I have my party, or we have different factions within those parties in which we organise. No, I think that for the views you hold, you should be in prison. <laughs> yeah. You should be killed. That's that, like basically that is, that is basically, saying. I think that they should be sent to stadiums and whatever happens, happens. You know, who can say what You happens? do not deserve suffrage. Um, she, she then uh, basically concludes... Oh, there's also like, this bit where she says you cannot fight anti-Semitism without fighting anti-Zionism, which, I mean... <sighs> I mean, what yeah. What what do you even say to that, really? Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she basically like then concludes, and the demonization and singling out of Israel must end. The party needs to develop a more balanced policy towards the Middle East and the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Yeah, yeah. I actually had a note here, which was basically, yeah, we might treat it as a balanced issue if it were a balanced thing. And also the word Balance conflict is like, yeah, and, and like uh, the word conflict is kind of uh, burying the lead on who has the structural power in that situation and who is firing rockets made of pa- tin- paints of, t- you know, um, uh, tins and who's uh, got like one of the most advanced militaries in the world. Who can say, you know, why we don't treat it as a bad Totally. Thing? So yeah. and Koff- so Anne Coffey concludes her little book, which she has written, with a tiny paragraph saying, 
So five MPs' actions are a challenge to a party system, which instead of protecting against extremism can become a vehicle for it. Uh, and she forgot to include an apostrophe uh, after MPs. And uh, also... Uh... But yeah... Stop the extremism. Yeah, that was what I was kind of going to go for. Also, she's discovered what a yeah. democracy is. Um, I think with that, we can safely wrap it up because we have gone on for three hours and 18 minutes, which is... Um, nice. I think, I think that's longer than the editor took actually looking over the material and compiling it in that book <laughs> yeah. by about two hours. Yeah, we, so... we, will, we will go on for under three hours next time, and that is a chucker promise. <laughs> We never do, um, but we'll try. Um, uh, so, Jack, all right, thank you for coming on. Uh, do you guys want to uh, talk about all of your all your cool real politics stuff you got going on? Anything big coming up while you've got the audience? No, not really. Uh, yeah, actually, no. We're going to be doing something with our boys from Canada, the Michael and us crew, tomorrow. Uh, not tomorrow. Not tomorrow, they're probably like next week or the week after. Um, also, keep an eye on uh, Balami Radio, where a playlist I uh, co-compiled with my friend Emmett of deep live Neil Young cuts uh, should be airing shortly. Uh, it's been delayed due to containing too many truth and facts just like when chris leslie uh dropped facts such as labor actually lost the 2017 election and i received more abuse in that election than diane abbott did objective facts you know yeah. true facts other than that yeah, yeah check out our 200th episode that we just just dropped yeah. it's like me me grind uh sarah disso yair cameos from sinan uh, from Josie Long, from Jude, uh, June London, from Nate from Trash Future, from Grind. Who helped me? Uh, who else have we got? We got uh, Bane who's on there. Uh, Bane, Bane, but woke. Yeah, in character, Shrieking Tin Man. Shrieking Tin Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, from we have uh, we have uh, Farage's fat face, of course. Of yeah, course. well, Jim Jimothy Baker, I I want to correct. Yeah, you sorry, there. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. There were more. There, ah, shit. There was Arjan from Leftover as Tony Blair. Uh, and Mike just, Gapes, just himself, like, of course. Yeah, oh, yeah Mike for, Gapes, of course. Juliet Jakes. Uh, yes, Mike Gapes. Obviously, just, just big all one. of the coolest people did their cameo. Tom F. Tom F. One of our founding uh, people. Yeah. So just like, yep. yeah. Apologies if we forgot anyone there, but you know, loads of our friends basically like big, big, uh, big cool people. Big, big with people with big cool around them. I'm very. And, yeah, I haven't slept for about tw- uh, more than twenty four <laughs> hours. Yeah. Wow. So. I think I think we're wrapping it up then. Um, yeah. yeah, we're also on Spotify now. If if you missed yes. it a couple of weeks ago, we're on Spotify. You can listen to all our podcasts, past and present, there. And um, Jack and Disso have, have put together some some playlists as well, helping to categorize some of the episodes. If you've got into us more recently, yes. uh, that might help you find some some good ones you might like uh, further back. Yeah. And and remember, next time Chris Leslie says some fucking stupid right wing bullshit. What you say to him is, who are the hard left, Chris? <laughs> all right. With that, with that okay, all noted, I'm going to say good night. And if you enjoyed this, drop a follow. And then pay me. 
Uh, yeah, and then <laughs> <laughs> um, if you, if you, yeah, if you enjoyed this, catch me tomorrow from six. Uh, it's the International Workers' Day special. I will be playing Workers and Resources Soviet Republic um, and trying not to completely ruin the economy by sending everyone to the pub or something. Anyway, good night, everyone. Good night. Subscribe to the RP Patreon. Good night.